two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter and crawled out. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. It's amazing. He's talking about motorcycle insurance. Now let's start the show. Step back on the cold. Problems. Mm. Tell us to fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, the CO double MON synonym for fresh truth is the emblem. From what I from what I've gathered, it seems as though Florence Pugh, the actress, is unhappy with the director, Olivia Wilde. Um, there's not really been a clear idea why. But... Oh no, there's there's a reason why. Oh, there is. A, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because because uh, Olivia Wilde's directing the film, and she was all about that Starry, that Harry. I was gonna say Starry Hiles, Harry Styles uh, action. Um, Shia LaBeouf quit the film. Not that anybody was like really rooting for him to be in this anyhow, but yeah, f- he would have made it for a supreme evil villain for sure. Um, so instead, they get this this fucking wannabe Elton John to show up, and uh, we should point out too that Harry Styles was in one movie, and it was Dunkirk, and he was like a side character. He was also in a Marvel movie, apparently. He was in that Marvel shit fest with Angelina Jolie. Oh, the, the Eternals. Eternals. Yeah, yeah he, I think he just appears at the end or something. Yes, he's like a, a an Easter egg. I should watch that because I've heard it's awful, and I yeah. kind of want to see how awful. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's probably just going to be like, unfortunately, like Morbius. Like that was the sad thing about Morbius was that it wasn't really particularly interesting at all. It was just like it's fucking boring. Yeah, but you knew yeah. Morbius was going to be bad solely based on the people that were in it. No, but I was hoping it was going to be like. Tommy was so the room bad. Like, oh, oh this okay. this is a treat because it's Look, so fucking bad. But nothing, just, nothing's gonna be on that level ever again. So don't even try. You're just chasing. You're just chasing a pony, man. You might as well just get into heroin at that I'm point. A fu- I'm a fucking addict. I need, uh, I need bad movies injected in my veins. Yeah. So Florence Pugh, like, she had a lot of problems with uh, Olivia Wilde's professionalism on, on, uh on the set because you know she started having an extramarital affair with one of the the stars of the show not that it's really any of her business but you know it's going to probably affect the quality of movie if there's creative issues on stage which from everything else it points to fucking harry styles was a nightmare on this fucking show on this this shoot um like today like there was a video that emerged that he like when he went to go sit down at the premiere, he spit on Chris Pine. Chris Pine, probably the most professional of everyone. He just shut the fuck up and did his scenes. Um, and also, I don't know why you would fuck with a guy like that. He's an action movie star. That guy fucking works out to act like he kills people. He probably can do it. <laughs> I will say, though, Chris Pine's publicist came out and said that Harry Styles did not spit on him. But that whole scenario is fucking sure. weird in general. So, he, so, I mean, it didn't seem playful at all. And, they, and there is undoubtedly a action in which he kind of, like, 
Yeah. Like, kind yeah. of pulls there's, back. There's, there's and acting, then, and then there's yeah, like it'd be, it'd be one thing if, like, they, like, kind of, like, lovingly shoved each other afterwards or something, and it was just, like, a like a fuck around but like it clearly wasn't so i, I don't i don't know i mean but she's like refusing to do any press for the movie at all and like yeah the rotten tomato scores are starting to come in and it's not looking good so yeah so i think there's a couple of different um there's a couple of different thoughts on how that movie is playing some people either really like it and they're like florence Pugh is like she's great really good in it and harry styles is good a actress. raw raw actor and then there's other people like this movie's fucking stupid. Like, I love her. I love so her. It's mix, basically mix what the internet does, anyhow. People are either fully pilled or they fucking. It's, um, it's actually higher. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's at forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which actually is higher than I expected it to be. So, um, I like her. I I, I loved her in Midsommar. I thought it was a great movie. She was great in it. I just feel really bad for Chris Pine because he's the only one who is not like he's acting like an adult. Yeah, like Olivia Wilde. Styles like twelve. Olivia Wilde, from my understanding, and as you were saying, Gatto had was fooling around with Harry Styles, and they've been together for like a year undercover. And apparently, Florence Pugh didn't like that. Uh, what's his face? The guy who ended up getting fired. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was in it, and he made everyone uncomfortable, and. Which he's, is what he, he does. He's, he's, a real, he's a real piece of garbage. So, Well, Olivia sure. Wilde said that she had fired him and then Shia she LaBeouf came out said, and had recordings of and emails and text messages and shit. So this was Olivia mm-hmm. Wilde's second like major film direction. She did Booksmart as well? Yes, with uh, Jonah Hill's sister or whatever. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I don't. I, don't I, I may have seen that. I don't remember anything about it. I'd I'd give it a watch because uh, I forget I forget the actress's other name, but I've seen her in a lot of other things, and she's pretty good. Um, Olivia Wilde, for reference, was dating Jason Sudeikis, who is Horrible Bosses. Uh, we are the Millers. Uh, SNL. So, and this is actually this is a, another crazy thing that happened during all of this was that they were um, not married. By was, the way. They, they weren't were married? married. I didn't, I didn't think. Sure? They, I, I didn't think. No, no, no. no hold on, hold on. Because because something happened where Jason Sudeikis served her papers. They had kids together. They weren't married. It was so a it custody might, thing. It, it might have been mm-hmm. a custody thing. Okay, yeah. so Jason Sudeikis had had Olivia Wilde served papers, and the wow. guy who served it did it while she was on stage at like a Comic Con or something giving a presentation fucking baller ass move i love it what, what a, it was it was totally he he said he did not want it that way he had no ill will about it or anything i don't buy it um i mean th- what terrible taste of for that guy i mean she's a I, I i don't really know much about her i remember oh, I'm talking about was, the guy who served the papers oh the guy who served the papers because, okay yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if he uh if he if he did request it that way <laughs> um, and gave him like extra money to pretend like, yeah, no, I just did that. Um, I remember Olivia Wilde was in a movie. I, like, I don't really even really know who she is all that well. I remember she was in a movie a while back. I really loved when I was younger. Uh, Alpha Dog. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. Um, I remember she was in that. I don't really know much about her, but like she's she, I, from what I've read, it seems like she's not very well liked. So she uh, she. 
I think like her big her big break came from uh, playing a doctor on House. Okay. With yes. Hillary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I will say that the the movie that she's in that I really really like is Tron Legacy, and that's probably the only movie that I've seen with her in it that has kind of like held up. There's another movie too. I think it was called Butter. It was really funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that actually with Jason Sudeikis too? No, it's with Rob Corddry. He's in it. Oh, uh, wait. Who am I? Uh, no, no. Um, I love Rob Bateman's Corddry. in it. Bateman's in that one, isn't he? Who? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's in that movie, isn't he? In mm, Butter? I don't remember. I'm looking maybe, it I'm, up. maybe I'm getting that one mixed up with something I'm, else. I'm looking, I'm looking it up. Uh, don't Google butter. You're just gonna get butter. Hugh Jackman and Rob Corddry. Oh yeah, no, 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 never mind. I got a different movie in my head. But she's yeah. also in Cowboys and Aliens, which is um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trash. Bad. I I never saw it. Isn't it that was, Favreau though? It was Harrison Ford was in it. Daniel Craig was in it. She was in it. And it's John and, Favreau. Do didn't he do that movie? Am I crazy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but in all reality, it's a fucking movie about cowboys and aliens. Like, I'm not really sure how much, like, hmm. you can squeeze from that stone. Harrison Ford, like, Harrison Ford is such a baller, though, because, like, he hasn't given a shit since Star Wars. And, like, he just, like, he's just and so shows. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I love, though, like, that, like, the I don't know. If he, of it. They, they wanted him to come back for that like the force awakens like that like reimagining of the new trilogy and he was like i'll do it but you're gonna kill me off i'm not doing this shit <laughs> probably because he read the script and he saw how stupid it was but he's just like he no because he just was like i mean oh, he did the Star indiana jones movies man like uh, he he even did he's the doing last... another one he's doing oh, another one he, did, he did, they're doing something after the crystal skull there's i thought they movie... actually killed that franchise from that. there's there's one coming out i believe next year Yikes! And, and he's like, no, I'm doing like Indiana Jones is is different. He's very much uh, possessive of that uh, franchise. He likes playing that guy, huh? Yeah, no, he he like I, I remember a while back, Chris Pratt was being floated as a potential new Indiana Jones, um, and he was like, no, I would rather see him take over the reign of the Mummy. The move the the series the mummy and they do some reboots of the mummy with him. I think he would do a better job there. I'm not the biggest Chris Pratt guy, so I mean, I, look, I oh, love Chris Pratt. I thought you said Chris Pine. No, 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 Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, the, like he, he has a douchebag energy to me. He hasn't played he hasn't played a funny role since um, Andy Dwyer. Par- yeah, yeah, since Parks and Rec. He's also um, played the same character in the last like ten movies he's been in. Yeah, it, it the fucking much. Jurassic World movies are such fucking shit. They're terrible. Guardians of the Galaxies were are good though. I no, that, that Guardians that's of the Galaxy is good. The first one's good. and it's got uh, what's his name too. That's hysterical. Yeah, it's got uh, the wrestler De- uh, Batista and Batista, uh, Zoe Saldana. They're fucking awesome. But what what what's funny though is that like I don't know if you guys ever saw Jurassic World. The, like, I did. The, the, so at the end when they beat that like big dinosaur the the hybrid whatever that they created i'm surprised like it, it's almost like a coordinated thing between the t-rex and like the velociraptor and i'm surprised they don't fucking fist bump after 
Like, I mean, the, I know the Jurassic Park movies were never really realistic, but like it got to the point where it's almost like they had like a mutual understanding with each other. Like, yeah. So I heard like dinosaur up. I'll see you later. I heard like dinosaur rights groups were like really pissed over that scene. They were they were so angry about that because like dinosaurs were being harmed in the making of this film. Gato, I I don't know if this is just a sign of the times, but I don't know if you're serious or just making a joke. I'm glad you're sitting down, Gato, because they're not real. No, they're real. I've done the research. All right, look, Aaron Rodgers. Look, they've they've evolved into reptilians that run our government, and they live in the moon, the Got hollow it. part of the moon. Got it. The dark side of the moon, the other side where the Transformers live. Yes, with with yeah, with the uh, Decepticons, right? All right, so gentlemen, uh, we're about T-minus about one minute away from the draft room opening, um, which we will then be able to figure out where we're picking in this draft. We will be doing a live draft today, and uh, I'm going to be honest here. I've done two so far. Now, the one, it was a preordained pick because it goes based off of the standings of last year's. Um, and then, of course, I had one where it was auto-generated. Yahoo fucking hates me. Hmm. Because I can't I, relate. Me too. I I seemingly get anywhere from that's because you're 10... a big porn user for them. <laughs> yeah, okay. That yeah, the Yahoo is very conservative, apparently. Um, so I tend to get anywhere from 10 to 12. I was already picking 12 yesterday because I won my league last year. Um, so I got the last pick, and then I had the other fucking draft, and Yahoo auto-generated me to fucking pick 12 again. It, this is the funny thing, though. I would much prefer picking, like, obviously, I'd rather pick first, right? But, like, after, like, first, second, or third, I'd rather pick, like, like 9, 10, or 11, or 12 at, at that point. Because I was, I was 5 and a 10-man yesterday, and I hated it. Because yeah. you're middling, you can't make strategic moves... Whereas when you have those back-to-backs, even if there's a little bit of a break, you can kind of plan that out and just go and fucking fill in your pieces. As Now, you I want to point out the Fantasy Metal series. I can't tell if this is the team that supposedly won a draft. It says Tom won, won that one. Yes, yeah, right. Tom won what? It says Metal won by Tom. Yeah, second place winner. Oh, oh, so it's bronze. Okay, so I would have won if not for all of the documents that were recently taken from <laughs> Gatto's um, Mastic Lago home by the FBI. By the way, stop the steal. Listen, you shot my dog, and I, I'm never gonna forgive you. So why is so mean? <laughs> <laughs> Draft room is open, guys, and. Yahoo finally fucking comes through for me. I have the fourth overall pick. Tom, congratulations! You have the sixth pick, mm -hmm. and Gato Yahoo fucking hates you. You got the ninth pick. I'm fine with that. I prefer it. All right. Well, since is that, is that true, or are you just like I I hate middle of the drift. I really do. I do better on the ends. Obviously, I'd pick. I take first if I could. I'm with. But. I'm with you there. Like honestly, like the one good thing about picking twelfth, and there really is only one good thing, is that it does provide you the ability to double up, um, and kind of you can start trends and jump on them before uh, other people do. So, uh, um, so yeah. So it's not the worst thing. Of course, Riley gets uh, first pick. 
And <laughs> will that auto draft? Most likely. Um. So since I pick first, I can pretty much tell you guys my plan for the first pick. Um. <laughs> Rich is mad about last pick. Can't blame him. Uh, so my plan here is obviously one of the top backs would be nice. Um, so we have Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, and Henry. I'm guaranteed one of those guys. Uh, but honestly, if we get to the point where we get past Taylor or McCaffrey, I'm probably going to consider Justin Jefferson at that point. You're picking fourth, right? Fourth. I am picking fourth, yeah. Who do you think is going to be the the what-the-fuck pick? In this first round, um, like, out of, like out of nowhere, like what? Well, you know, our friend Paul, he is um, a big fan of Jerry World, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Would not shock me. Where is he picking? Um, he's he's uh, he's pick number eight. Yeah. Would not shock me if we see Zeke Elliott come off the board there. Wouldn't shock me one bit. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking, Q, you are Justin Jefferson is kind of your. Yeah, you know, nuclear option selection. If I wouldn't call it a nuclear option, because I I'm big 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 fan of his. Um, to me, I always like to start off with the back, especially because they tend to come off pretty quickly. And also, obviously, picking fourth has its advantages. But I am almost close to last in the turn um, coming back. So as far as it goes, I would like to walk away. But I, I want to point out, like, something we've talked about on, on the uh, fantasy episode was that over the last few years, uh, running back one has not repeated over the last five years. So <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, in this logic, and again, it holds up over the last few years, that Jonathan Taylor would not be RB1 again this year. So I've talked about it that I think McCaffrey is a better option than Jonathan Taylor if he stays healthy. But that's the problem. He's had two years now where he is not. So, yeah, you're uh, you're not alone, I guess, with that because Christian McCaffrey went first in my uh, draft yesterday. A lot of people are doing the same thing. I think just jump down and go for the next thing. Everyone's actually if if you really look at it, like the top four running backs, like. Even top five running backs in the draft, like they're all risky in a lot of ways. There's a lot of downside potential with all of them. Like Jonathan Taylor, I still think is a solid number one for this reason. I'm I'm a little bullish on Jonathan Taylor, and the reason why is because that team did not make the playoffs last year. So he does not have the same granted it was only like what four games. He doesn't have the same wear and tear as some of those other guys do. Well, Jonathan Taylor in college had a lot of carries, so he was he had a bunch of carries at Wisconsin. So I think you can argue that like oh, there was a lot of wear and tear coming out. My concern, and I think the the Colts are going to be a better team this year with Matt Ryan at quarterback. So the opportunities will still be there, but if he's throwing more, which I think Frank Reich is going to want to do, there may be less. He had 18 rushing touchdowns last year. Nor like you're going to assume that regression will kick in a little bit. Yeah. My wild card though is, is Henry because it let's be real here. Derrick Henry was RB one if he didn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was putting up a season that no one's ever seen before. So 
my only concern with Henry, obviously, is that he's 29. He's had a lot of carries under his belt. He had the foot injury last year. Is this where it starts to come down for him? Is this is where? But McCaffrey, I want to go back to McCaffrey for a second because best case, like worst case scenario with McCaffrey, he gets hurt again. Best case, he wins you your fantasy league. I mean, but again, like worst case is he's he's your number one pick and he's injured again. That's the that's the the big fear, right? Yeah, yeah. Because a Justin Jeffries would provide dividends in comparison if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. Even a Cooper Cup at that point. Like uh, I I actually I I've changed my mind a little bit on Dalvin Cook. I I went with Dalvin Cook in my other draft and I I was thinking about it like, you know, yeah, there's there could be some some downside. He could also be an injury risk. He could have a middling uh season because they have way more things to throw to. Uh, not real well. Yeah, they, they 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 plan to throw more this year, and that's and that's one of my fears. But I, I still felt like in the top in the top twelve right here. I think it was still it's still a safe bet. Um, Austin Eckler was another option that was available that I was like, do I do I take the risk on him? He's also a very injury prone person. You know what I mean? Like, well, he he played he was pretty good last year, but yeah, he usually has at least one or two games where he's like dinged up. Yeah. Um, so that that is a that is a tough thing for him. But Eckler playing in the, for for the Chargers, he is going to have unbelievable scoring opportunities, and he's important. He's an important part of the passing game. So. And especially in the red zone. They like him in the red zone, despite him not being the biggest back. So Dalvin Cook, though, I understand what you're saying. Remember, Dalvin Cook has never played a full season. So um, that's that's my concern with him. That's why I pick up Madison pretty much any chance I get like late in the draft. Um, mainly because of the fact that he is guaranteed to play at least three or four games. And when he plays those three or four games, he puts up 20 plus points every single time. So um, good, good, good guy to get late in the draft. And like, I mean, just Alvin cook has just had so many injuries, but I am bullish on the Vikings as a whole, because there's just so much talent. And I think Kevin O'Connell is an up and coming, uh, you know, play caller. So, I'm I'm more bullish on them. I think Kirk Cousins actually has a legitimate shot to be MVP this year. I'm actually kind of surprised how low Najee Harris is, just according to these Yahoo ratings, because they right now they have him listed at number thirteen. Yeah, um, I got him at twelve last which, night. Which a guy who's projected for a shade under twelve hundred yards and a little bit under five hundred mm-hmm. receiving yards. Also, like Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter for that team. And yeah, for now. For now. Um, but I don't think Little Hands Kenny is going to be the one anytime soon. And Trubisky played well enough. They all put up like similar numbers, roughly, all three mm-hmm. of those guys. My only thought is like you would think for a team that is kind of like iffy on their quarterback situation, their first inclination would be to give the ball to – him. It, it is. The problem with that is that Najee's Harris's offensive line is not good. True. So there's fear. And also you have to take into account 
that with Najee, um, he had a Liz Frank um, injury in camp. So there's a little bit of concern. Is that going to re- – he's healthy now, but is it going to pop up out of nowhere midway through the season? So there is some risk with that. But also, I'm I'm actually more bullish on the Steelers. Again, I, I'm going to say it again. Don't bet against Mike Tomlin. So I think the offense, if 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 Ben Roethlisberger's husk of a corpse can carry that team to almost to the playoffs, I think Mitch Trubisky can do about the same. So, so let's go through this real quick. Who do you think everyone's going to take this first round? I mean, I'm assuming people will kind of stick to the um, to, to the order. Yeah, to the order of of Yahoo. But I again, I said our friend I, Paul will be picking uh, I, Zach Elliott. No, I think he's going C.D. Lamb. That might actually and, happen. And I believe that Rich will go Najee Harris, even if somebody else is available. Because he's a Steelers fan. Yep. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else is going out of order here. So it's Riley, and then. It's uh, Tom, it's Josh picking next, and then Connor, and then me. So, I, I, Josh seems like a very – He's know. going Justin Jeffries if he can. He's a Minnesota guy. Jefferson? Justin Jefferson? <laughs> I do that every, I, I, I don't know sure. what his name. I do that sounds, every that, he, he sounds Justin Jeffries sounds like a butler. Like, Justin Jeffries. Who is Jeff- I wasn't Jeff- sure if you were Jeffries fucking with me just there. Uh, he was wasn't he on the Eagles? Wasn't he a uh, defensive back on the Eagles? Jeffries? Nope. Oh, you're thinking of Alshon Jeffrey, a wide receiver for the Eagles. Ah, oh, that was it. Yeah, but he was actually. Uh, but I, by I, the Bears. I wasn't. I was just literally just fucking up, like not making any sense. <clears throat> um, let's make sure everybody hops in. Uh, so Tom, yep. What do you? What is? What is your best case scenario for pick number six? My best case scenario, honestly, is that people – I don't think any of the top four are going to be around when I'm picking. But so, I do so – top four being Taylor, McCaffrey, Jefferson, and Cup. Correct. Okay. I do think, however, there there is going to be somebody who's going to go below that and just get real nervous. And I think Derek Henry will probably go too just because people are going to buy early on him. Honestly, I'm curious to see what happens with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. I'm likely to take Mixon if Chase is gone at that point. You know, I um sorry, I'm just reading all these text messages. Um I um I'm interested in Jamar Chase too. My only hesitation is this is going to be technically Joe Burrow's third year in the league, but he's played one and a half seasons and he looked great last year. But my only hesitation is like some cases you see a little bit of a decline in that third year before like that fourth year spike. And now people know like they're a team that they should watch out for and they're not going to, they're not going to walk past the Bengals. They're going to know how good they are. So they're going to give that team is going to get, the best effort for every team that they play. And Jamar Chase is a known quantity now. So I want to point out something here and not to throw cold water on Justin Burrow. uh, Joe Burrow. 
Jesus Christ, Gato. <laughs> You've infected you guys. Give me the worm, the brain worm. Uh, not to throw the cold water on Joe Burrow here, but I want to point out something that 23% of Joe Burrow's fantasy points this past season came in two games against the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, who dealt with a lot of COVID issues, um, they were playing pretty much guys off the street. That's a quarter of his points came in two games, and I think believe almost half of his fantasy points came in five games. So I mean, I'm just going to say, and and he had a lot of passing attempts last year, so I feel like they're going to scale it back a little bit. Like I don't think he can keep that number up. I, I'm just going to say that I think Burroughs – I think the Bengals are still going to be good. I think that Chase is still going to be a star, but I just don't think Burrow is going to be consistent enough to be a guy that you're going to take in the first few rounds. Uh, he's – the one thing, like, they, they did try to improve that offensive line for him. And even though the Baltimore Ravens got their shit together this year, I feel like the Cleveland Browns have gone out of their way to make sure their shit is more out of order. No, it's for so, sure. Like it's kind of a give and take. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. That's. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Joe Burrow to see how he performs, and obviously, a lot of people are going to be very critical. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I don't want to detract from the fact that of how good of a quarterback he's been in the last in the year and a half that he's played in the league. Obviously, he had a cut short in his rookie year with an ACL tear, but. I feel like now that people know that this team is really, really good, they're going to be more mindful of them. And I feel like they were one of those teams last year, too, that got really hot at the end of the year as well. Um, I haven't looked at their strength of schedule. I don't necessarily know what that information looks like on their end. But, you know, I think that it's a much improved division with some stability in Pittsburgh. And obviously with Baltimore, they have their guys back healthy. And I think they're prepared to make a run. The Browns are the fucking Browns, like whatever for them. But I, I'm not like saying that I would not draft Joe Burrow. I'm just saying that I don't know if I'm prepared right now there's, to go Jamar there's Chase. other options first oh, correct gotcha. yeah no you're right yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Chase is going to have an issue being honest with you I, I I just think that the for Burrow to put up consistent QB1 numbers is going to be a little bit more difficult for him um Chase I mean Chase's projections are very much in line to where he hit last year so I think um, and like, you know, second year, typically they they'll have, I mean, him and Burrow have such a good relationship going back to LSU, go Tigers. Um, so I, I'm not really worried about Chase. I'm just saying, and I'm not even really worried about Burrow. Like, I just don't think, I think people are expecting a jump up from last year. And I just don't think that's going to happen. So um that that's my only that's my only concern about burrow is that like some people are taking him in like the second and third round and it's like well our I friend just, jeff somebody drafted him number one overall and and that's just silly i mean even who, if you're a big who got drafted first round our friend jeff um he was in a fantasy league and somebody drafted joe burrow number one overall that's that's just silly he was qb8 last year and again that was with a lot of passing attempts so, I mean, you know, for him to be able to reach QB1 status, I mean, like, and I, I think Josh Allen's going to go in the, in the first round in this. Like, even though this is technically a standard league, you know, it's four points per pass and all that. 
I'm sure somebody's going to take Josh Allen. Justin Herbert and um, Josh Allen were gone in the second round of my draft. So, my so draft. my philosophy when it comes to like standard leagues like this, if it's like four points per passing touchdown, I know quarterbacks still typically end up becoming one of the highest point totals. Typically, wait. Because like I got in my standard one, I got uh, Tom Brady in the eighth round last night. So Tom Brady was QB two last year. So can I um, ask one question and just to shift, just to shift gears? Yeah. So I want to ask of because I'm looking at the tail end of picks like twelve through eighteen. In there, you have Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette. Of those guys, and granted, these are all guys who have scored decent amount of points in previous years. Mm-hmm. Of these individuals, who do you think is the first one that goes off of this tail end? Of- like the tier two guys? Yeah. Um, I, I – so – who is going to go? I'd probably say Saquon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even though he's been kind of a bust the last few last few years, I think people are seeing an improvement on the offensive line. Um, I think they're going to like assume that it's going to be a better offense. Not saying it's going to be great, but um, and he looks good. He looks like he's you know ready to play and all that. So um, I think people are going to bet big on him if I'm picking. Like Leonard Fournette seems like a good bet for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Conner also seems like a good bet. Chase Edmonds is gone. Uh, he gets a lot of pass work. Look for guys who get a lot of pass work in PPR. And you see, I'm curious about Alvin Kamara. Concerned about the potential suspension, but it seems like that's not going to happen this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to our friend Philly's podcast, uh, Friends with Low Expectations, and they did their fantasy mock draft a couple weeks ago and that was a question that was brought up too but my understanding is the nfl is not going to address the suspension or the court itself is not going to address the case until the end of the the season correct so they said that they're not going to um they're not going to lay a suspension down until they have like or they're not even going to visit like the issue until the proceedings and the proceedings keep getting pushed back so mm-hmm. I think the I think it's now like late September, maybe early October, and like that's just when it's like getting started. So it's gonna take some time for it to really get to a, like a verdict. And at that point, so Adam Schefter again, one of the most like plugged in guys ever, basically said you can pretty much draft him with confidence, and it's like doesn't seem like it's gonna be an issue. So I uh, I'd like to take a quick break to uh, announce that uh, a big congratulations to our good buddy um one of our You're got right muted <laughs> god damn it oh Fail. How, how much did you guys hear that one uh good thing to our buddy and then it went out oh yeah i saw it i'd just like to congratulate our our good buddy paul zarati on uh giving birth just a well, few well, hours well earlier. he did not give birth <laughs> hey no judgment here <laughs> Let's give respect to the person that actually put in the work to do yeah, that. Yeah, that did all the hard work. Well, congratulations to him and his wife, Christina. Uh, they, Christina, Christina, you're a champion. They, they just had, uh, they just gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, uh, Isabella. 
Chalupa, Batgirl, Zerati. <laughs> Naming rights for the next baby are going to the league winner. All right, so we are coming up on six minutes here. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where I'm interested to see where the first few picks go. I'm not really sure what Riley's going to do. I'm not really sure what Josh is going to do. So I'm just going to kind of kind of play it by ear here. But I think I think it's going to be one of the four. I think it's probably either going to be Taylor McCaffrey. Um, Eckler or Henry that I go with here. So someone in the top ten. <laughs> one of the top four backs. Just, who's the one that you're yeah. most? Who's the one you're most nervous about, though? Who's the one that you're kind of shaking in your boots about? McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey. I would definitely. agree. I would agree. I've I've always been leery of him. I I actually showed a lot of faith in him that one year when he actually ended up being. Uh, it was right after his rookie season where he had that explosion. Um, and I, I drafted him in the first round, got laughed at, and he ended up winning me the league. So I, I've been a big fan of his for a long time, but it's just like it's it seems like every year now it's something else. And I don't know, man. I just but at, on the upside, he wins you. He can win you a league very easily. So if he plays, if he plays. Yeah, that's the big problem. You know, I have to say. Tom, from all of your talk of Baker over the last couple weeks, your campaign for Baker has has actually pilled me up a bit, and I picked him up as a backup at the end of uh, at the end of my draft. And um, that's the other thing that I was wondering about was if Christian McCaffrey doesn't pan out, it becomes the Baker show almost instantaneously, and that dude is going to get a big point bump from that. Yeah, I mean, I I even think that with Christian McCaffrey there, Baker Mayfield's going to have a good year just because Christian McCaffrey is such a good receiver as well. Um, But also, I had Chuba Howard on my team last year when McCaffrey was hurt. Howard. What did I say? Howard? Howard. Chuba. Chuba Howard. Chuba Hubbard. Hubba Chubba Gub. God damn it, Gato. You fucking put the brain worms in there, everybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I've ruined it for everybody. No, but they're I not had, brain worms. They're brain leeches. <laughs> I had Hubbard last year, and he scored points. He did well, especially yeah. because that team sucked, too. And they had a, a rotation of goons there yeah. as well, where, I mean, it was between Sam Darnold and his incredible forehead, PJ Walker, who was kind of serviceable, and that rest of that team was just not good, but... Um, Hubbard did well, and he was a nice replacement. So, I also, I also, you might want to, you might want to handcuff McCaffrey with Hubbard. Um, it depends on who else you get, though. So, <laughs> all right, so we can cut this part out, obviously. Fuck no, we're keeping it all in. Fucking this guy, he hates my life. I don't care what. Andy Barons has to say. <laughs> uh, just quickly, uh, looks like Josh is still. Josh is not in the room. Uh, he just came in. All there right. he is. Connor is not. Connor's been in and out a few times. And it looks Jordan like... came in. Jeff came in. I saw everybody's been able to get in. Okay. All right. so, everybody's right. come so far, is what you're saying. A- everyone's come. They'll come again. <laughs> I'm going to come. I, I love the Trump video. <laughs> <laughs> they slice it with the the uh, what's her name? 
fucking VP Kamal Harris going, yeah. do not come. I'm going to come. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes. I'm I'm wondering if it, if people are going to stay conventional, but I'm going to make a prediction that someone's going to take Allen. I it's got it's going to be Jeff, a hundred percent. Yeah, if there's someone that's reaching for for uh, Josh Allen, it's it's definitely going to be Jeff. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know, man. Like I I think <laughs> the funny thing is, I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. I think you can get Justin Herbert later, and they're about even. So I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think you need to, but I know some people will. So, I mean, if you don't, Stefan Diggs is up there. Get a little of that action. You could wait, get Gabe Davis. Love me some Gabe Davis. Yeah, I I think everybody is very pilled on Gabe Davis. Because watching watching his rank just move up weeks and weeks in advance of this uh, this draft, it seems like he's he's not he's not like a, a sneaky sleeper pick now or a dark horse of any sort. He's so like his fully AD, in the conversation. His ADP basically went from like eleventh round to ninth, and now like he's going in around fourth round. So yeah, almost makes it not worth it. No, it, it's almost not because it does carry some risk because he's never done it before. So, D- depends on where you are at that point. If you're you're fully filled with running backs, I would say, yeah, it might be worth if, it. If you want to take if you want to take a high upside potential pick, then yes. Um, but you know, you you at fourth round, that's that's at best your wide receiver two. So I just I don't know. Prepare your bodies. All right. Taylor goes one. Not shocking there. I'm just going to pick Tim Tebow. I think that's the best way to go. Nope, I already took him. (laughs) McCaffrey goes two. He's preloaded. All right, Squeals. What are you going to do here? So, Austin Eckler. All right. God damn it. So... At this point, um, go Jefferson, but I'm I'm gonna probably stick to my guns here and go with Derrick Henry. You're feeling good. Oh, not anymore, because he just oh, that's you. Good for you. I didn't know you were narrating that. Yeah. <laughs> we we were inside the mind of Q for a brief second there. It was horrifying. You like what you see? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel good about that. I mean, again, there's some mm. potential risk, but at the end of the day, he's uh, he's a stud. Tom, you're up. Justin Jefferson just went. Yep, and I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. All right, yeah. I mean, again. I, again, I have hesitations about that, but I feel like. Dynamic. Um, just given where that team is this year, I think he's going to not going to have a ton of like time between the tackles he's gonna score yeah hey cook might feast man um i'm so, going to jump down so chasing cup here. chasing cup just went now i yeah i i'm again i'm a running back guy i'm actually going to jump down and grab Najee harris okay oh. piss off rich Tom, Tom. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he says fuck you 
<laughs> oh man that's fantastic great great job gato that was <laughs> but you know what you know what though I, he's a good pick he really is he's gonna have a solid year there there's questions at the quarterback so so this know. is if josh allen's gonna come off in the first round this is where it's gonna happen right yeah but he or, could pick no, dig he could yeah. pick digs i know then... that i know there's one thing jeff will draft somebody from the bills in the first round it just yes. depends on who it is and it, it was, was Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. <laughs> so not, I mean, good pick, you know? Yeah. You're yeah, not, no complaints there. You know what? It, it's really, unless you're reaching for somebody insane, someone that's like down in, in like the, the 12 to 24 range, like you're, and you're Jordan just, and Jordan just took Tom Brady. So our first quarterback oh, off boy. the board is Tom Brady. So uh, our wild, oh, our dark dear. horse here. <laughs> Tom Jordan, Brady. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. Uh, I missed it. Who who did Paul take? I don't know, but they're going fast now. Devontae Adams. Cooper, he, took, his... he took Cooper Cup. I'm, I'm proud of Paul. That's probably auto-drafting. Yeah, probably. Or Christine is picking for him. That actually Oh, works. man. All right, so, uh, Gatto, you're up in the pick. Where are you thinking next here? I might go Saquon. Um, however, I'm, I am, I am leaning towards <sighs> looking at this. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm going Saquon. I, I am doing it this year. Um, which always makes me a little hesitant. Cause I'm like you, I really don't like to, to pick up, uh, giants players, but I'm, I'm not against, uh, I'm not against ultimately, um, taking, taking Saquon because he really is like the best of the bunch. So yeah, I, I have some faith in him this year, you know? Wow. No Josh Allen from our resident Buffalo fan, Nick Chubb, but a little early for Chubb in my mind. I, I would have to agree. I mean, Aaron Jones is still up there. Deandre yeah. Swift. That whole surprised. team is kind of questionable too. So I, yeah, I think Kareem Hunt actually benefits probably the best from uh, Jacoby Brissett. He likes to throw the ball a lot to running back. So I typically think that he's probably going to benefit the most. Uh, so, Tom, you're coming up soon. What are you hoping for here? You know, I think because the running back pool is so light, mm -hmm. I think I have to go running back, and then we can just figure it out. Next pick would probably be a quarterback, and then after that we'll just figure it out moving forward. And it's it's priority picks. So, so you want to take quarterback in, third, in round three? I wouldn't be opposed oh, and to it. Josh Allen just come off the board here. Josh Allen to, to your boy to Mario. Mario. He loves Josh Allen, and I, I'm not surprised by that. Um, he he's he doesn't care about the the four points per. He basically, in his mind, is saying, "I think we're six in this league." By the way, uh, so you took Calvin Kamara. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I and like I, that. You know, I'm just. He's going to be a workhorse for that team this year. <laughs> And Philly's upset. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him. All right, so I'm coming up, and I'm I'm looking pretty good here because Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, and Leonard Fournette are all sitting there for me. And you're getting a discount on Aaron Jones because in a lot of other leagues, he J probably would have went sooner. Yeah, Javante Williams is also sitting there for me too. So I'm I'm swimming in it right now. I'm feeling real good. Um, yeah, there's, I'm, there's a lot I'm of potential here. I'm leaning towards Aaron Jones, but I Leonard Fournette just seems Le Leonard Fournette could have a bad season and I, I can't and, and I think that's because that offense might be dealing with Brady's funk 
Yeah. If Brady I, isn't fully with his head focused, I think that team doesn't fire on all cylinders, and it just becomes like the retirement home for NFL players this season. Yeah. He also rolled into camp heavy too. That's well, not he's he's already he's already back though. But Leonard Fournette just came out anyway, so. Um, I I can't really go DeAndre Swift because he has the same bye week as uh, Derrick Henry. Aaron Jones has a bye week of 14. Uh, I just realized what I fucking did. Same (laughs) bye week? Yeah, same bye week for my first. Yeah, that happens. Hey, whoever's playing me week nine, it's a freebie. Yeah. You know what? It's all right. Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones feeling real good so far. Um, And uh, do I pick before you guys again? I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hope here. I don't I don't want to say it out loud because I feel like I'll end up jinxing myself. I'm going tight end next. Um, tight ends are a very small market. There's three good ones, and then that's it. And Mark Andrews, by the way, Mark Andrews, if he was playing running back, he would have been running back three last year. Wow. So very very valuable. I'm hoping Mark Andrews falls to me here. Um, a lot of targets last year too. A lot of targets. Lamar Jackson coming back only makes it better. Uh, so I'm hoping Mark Andrews is there. I'm taking him. It's going to be nice and easy for me here. But Travis Kelsey and uh, Mike and uh, Kyle Pitts are also um, available. So feeling pretty good regardless. And I think if anything, Kel- people will take Kelsey first. So Kelsey is currently at the top of what's left um, on our draft board. And mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is rated at 33 right now for folks. Listening yep. at home. And Travis Kelsey just went. So I'm getting a little nervous here, but, uh, but Javante Williams also, do I go three headed monster at running back and, uh, and really just dominate those, those backs. If, J- uh, Javante Williams was one of the guys I was keying on uh, top of my list to be completely honest. 50. He's not going to make it to you at this point. Oh yeah. No, no, I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm already trying to figure out what wide receiver I'm going to go with next. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing about him that's so interesting is that it was a direct 50, 50 split last year with, uh, with Melvin Gordon and he still finished in top 12. Um, and Melvin Gordon actually may have tipped his hat the other day. He said that they want it to be Javante's show. So they, like, he's yeah, saying that, that it's, if he the, gets the a word 16... out of Denver is that he's he's the guy. Yeah, honestly, gets... it makes sense because Melvin yeah. Melvin Gordon is not a great like on the ground ball in hand running back. He's, he's better injury prone and he's old. You know, right. like... true. So as far as I'm concerned, if I end up walking away, uh, if he, if he gets sixty percent, sixty five percent of the carries, like he has running back one potential. So. Man, I'm getting okay. So Lamar Jackson just went. Uh, people are taking quarterbacks pretty early, it's, which is fine, which I'm fine with, by the way, because that means that I getting more and more skill position players falling. It's, it's wild though, because Justin Herbert's still on the board with quarterbacks going. Yeah, it, it, again, as far as I'm concerned, um, I you know, Jalen Hurts in round six or seven, and you know, all those other guys that are gonna come close to being there, Travis Etienne coming off a little earlier than I figured. That's that's yeah. pretty early. So um, I'm up next. I'm either going to get Javante or Mark Andrews here. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty solid um, regardless. So James Conner, uh, Gatto, if you're looking for a running back, Thomas, if you're looking for a running back, James Conner is still there. No more Chase Edmonds in Arizona. He's going to get a lot of work. Yeah. I, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking wide receivers at the moment. Um, I'm probably going to go wide receiver, wide receiver. And then I might go tight end, uh, this, this round. 
Connor's making me sweat here. All right. Devontae he's a, gone. Mark Andrews. Nice and easy there. Perfect. Um, yeah, really happy about that. Tom, um, what are you thinking here? Uh, I mean, the Justin opportunity Herbert. to get oh, – fuck. That was <laughs> my guy. There that was. was my guy right there. There, fuck. I love that. All right, Kyle Pitts it is. I, great, great pick. Um, honestly, I'm not mad at that. Honestly, I looked at the quarterbacks, and there's enough there to come back in another round and pick somebody like a Russell Wilson. Or by the way, tight end six last year, by and missed tight end five by one point. And I want to point out something: he had one touchdown last year. So you give him if you gave him five more touchdowns, he would have been tight end three. So mm-hmm. he's bad offense, right? Like they're gonna Ooh. be bad. They're I gonna score. A lot. You. He's gonna get a lot. He's gonna get a lot of uh, work. Gatto. Uh, so actually, Michael Pittman was someone I was really thinking about considering a lot right here. Yep. Um, and I am shocked that Paul did what he just did. I am grabbing T. Higgins though. I'm still gonna go get myself Great. Great. a little bit of that fucking Cincinnati fucking magic. I think mm. there's still a bit left there. I mean, they're gonna squeeze real. it out of that tube, man. Not that far off from Jamar Chase in as far as numbers go. And you're getting him in the third round instead of the first. So the the, the thing that I, I don't think we when we were talking about it earlier, I didn't I didn't mention was like watching Joe Burrow in those playoff games and he just kept getting knocked down and getting up makes yeah. me think he's very resistant to like the speculation that people have about his performance because he's just so hard willed. Now, mm. granted, there's still a lot of opportunity for things to just go wrong, but right. you know, I, I still, I think Cincinnati can build on what they have from last year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Mahomes off Mahomes is gone. So I'm surprised at the amount of quarterbacks that have come off um, so far. Very interesting to me. Um, Debo Samuel almost, and this is a 12 team league, guys. It's not like an eight or 10 team. The uh, fact that Debo Samuel is very, 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 very close to getting into the fourth round is pretty crazy to me. But good for me because I have not picked a receiver yet. So <laughs> there seems to be a bunch of good ones left. So I'm, I'm very, uh, happy about that. Um, so next, Gatto, you are coming up again soon. Uh, a couple picks here. How you feeling? What are you looking at? So I'm 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 currently looking at probably targeting Mike Williams. Um, last night, love Mike Williams. Yeah, because I I I, I Mike see, Williams. I mean, I don't know if I'm fully pilled on Debo this year. Um, the Trey Lance stuff more. is just too weird. The Trey yeah, Lance stuff. The, the quarterback issues are are worrying me too much. Uh, Jor- DJ- I, I, Jordan just took. Joe Burrow, so he just took his second quarterback. Debo's off the board too, so that that problem is now solved for you, Gatto. Is Jordan yeah. is Jordan like auto drafting or something? Because uh, he just took he took Tom Brady and then he just took Joe Burrow. So I'm I'm afraid he's going to keep taking quarterbacks until. I, I no, he's on. He's playing. I mean, he's, all right. So it's actually Howard. forcing like what it's doing is it's forcing everyone because everyone's worried about the quarterback run. Right. I now. mean, I'm not really that concerned about it because you can still get fucking Aaron Rodgers in like the eighth at this point. There's you know tons what I mean? Because everyone's gonna of, be looking. There's tons of really for... good quarterbacks as long as Jordan just doesn't keep drafting quarterbacks here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Philly puts it out. Literally asking the same question. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But I mean, you know, listen, uh, if that's what people want to do, um, that's that's up to them. Hey, it's it. It's all about how you manage the team. The reality is, your quarterback will be giving you all. Like it's they're the they're going to get you the most points, right? You know, yep. so. Now, Ezekiel Elliott is is in round four. Um, do you feel like he's at this point almost a value? I would see how far you can go before you have to get to him. It's pretty incredible to see him go from like late first round, maybe early second round pick to round four. He t- played with a torn MCL last year and was still very, very productive. Um, goal line, they're going to go to him. So it just feels like he's kind of not getting uh, what you expect. Now, if you were to draft him, is Tony Pollard an absolute have to pick up? I would, yeah. And I think Pollard potentially has some standalone value. Like Dak the other day was talking about um, praising pretty much his ability to catch the ball. They don't really have a lot of receiving threats now that Amari Cooper and uh, Cedric Wilson are gone. And they, they brought in James Washington. He got hurt in camp. So so it's just CeeDee Lamb in the tight end, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, that tight end is underrated. He's going in usually round six, uh, Dalton Schultz. He's a big boy. He reminds me of Jason Witten. He is. He's he, like everyone. I think everyone soured on him because he's like not a great athlete, but it's like Schultz. It, yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, we're talking about a top five offense here. And now Amari Cooper is gone. Cedric Wilson's gone. Michael Gallup is still hurt. And it's like, you know, who are they going to throw to? Right. I, and, and that's yeah, exactly. And, um, I think uh, when you're when you're looking around there though, because he's so, he's solidly the number two guy there. Yeah. Um, I, when when but when you're looking around that part of the draft, the other person to look for is Godert because he's he's available at that at that. Time. I, th- I I I like Dallas Goddard a lot. I think he will get a decent amount of work. Um. All right, so Tom, you're up. So. I normally don't like to do this like you guys, but I'm going to go Terry McLaurin. From- Scary Terry. I was yeah. I, I had him on my list. So uh, Terry McLaurin will seize the means of offensive production this year. <laughs> Car- you know, people shit on Carson Wentz as they should. Um, but at the end of the day, he is still going to he still I mean, he made Michael Pittman he- a top tier receiver. So he's-, he's a master of meandering. So he will meander someone into a a production player, yeah. and that's all likelihood going to be McLaurin. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> gonna go. I'm up now. I'm gonna go with Cortland Sutton. I I actually knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I, I, I listen. <laughs> he he ultimately um, is the most talented receiver there. He's the most productive long term. He's put out like Jerry Judy hasn't done anything yet. I agree. So with Russell Wilson, apparently they have really good chemistry in camp. This to me seems like an easy decision getting him here in round the end of round four. Um, that offense is going to be great. I didn't get Javante, so I can still get some uh, Denver stock here. It's uh, it's just an easy one for me. Yeah, I think because after that, um, only late round, I'm thinking, um, and I can't say his name, his last name, 
uh, the tight end from Denver is the only other production player that I'm I'm interested. Yeah, in Albert uh, Albert O. I'm gonna call him Albert yeah. O. That's what we call him here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm up again before you guys are. So I'm look. I'm hoping Jalen Waddle kind of just stays nice and hidden there. Um, <laughs> so that would be nice to get Jalen Waddle. Uh, because I, now did he not have an injury? I'm, I'm actually double checking that first before I says he's questionable right now. Yeah. So that's, uh, he returned to, he returned to practice. So, okay. So Jalen Waddle target, you know, target monster last year, Tyreek Hill plays a different style game. I'm not really concerned with that. Another option for me is to go back to running back. Um, Chase Edmonds. AJ Dillon's up there, and I think he might end up with the lion's share for Green Bay. Before he could, but I have I have Aaron Jones, so I can't. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not I gonna... mean, unless you were doing the handcuff, but I don't think it would be worth that. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I will say I'm a little bit more bullish on Brees Hall. Um, I think long term he's gonna be the the guy to own there. So I don't. I just don't like the Jets, good. though. I just don't. I don't have any faith in them yet. If if Jalen Waddle does not make it to me, Amon Ross St. Brown is uh is looking real good. Um he was he his usage rate uh the last few weeks was insane. And he, now, he, runs, he runs friendly routes for uh he does. For yeah. So, so simple he, routes then. Yes. And I mean again, I love hard knock stars, and he's been the star of hard knocks for me. Um so for me, like, and I, I didn't realize like he's related to like Aquania St. Brown. He has a couple brothers that are in the NFL. So uh, I'm a big fan. To me, it's an easy one between the two. Deontay Johnson, I would love to take, but he's got the same bye week as Cortland Sutton. So I'm gonna try and avoid that if possible. So, mm. so Alan Robinson, not interested. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually I've been staying away from Rams players. If it's not Cooper Cup, don't bother me. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just it's just too risky at this point because like Robinson, you know, you're talking about the last few years has just been so unproductive. Well, the other thing, too, is I don't know if you guys saw ESPN today, but they said that uh, Matt Stafford is going to have a lingering shoulder issue for the remainder of the year. They say he's healthy, but yeah. And then, of course, Jalen Waddle goes what they what they say and and what actually happens are two different things. All right, so Philly I'm stole your pick there, Q. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Gabe Davis just came off. Connor taking a big move down fifth, the boards. Fifth round is is pretty good. For, you know, it's a little bit of a discount at this point based on his ADP. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Amon Ross St. Brown. It's just uh to me that's just an easy one. Um, good move, wide receiver two. He's got the same bye week as Derrick Henry, but I'm not too worried about that long term. I mean, if you're not too afraid of. Uh... If you're not too afraid of what's going on with the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh, no. Deontay Johnson's up on the board still too. Well, he had the yeah. same bye week as uh, Sutton. So ah, okay, that okay. was that yeah, was why I kind of avoided one. it. But like, I, I don't really like. <laughs> Ron just called me a bastard for taking Amon Ross St. Brown. I love St. Brown, one of my favorites. Um, I think he's going to have a great year. So, uh, Tom, you're up. How are you feeling? You know. It says uh, Damian Pierce has been listed as the number one. With the I, lo- I, I I took him last night. I'm I, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> I got a lot of mixed reviews on it. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna go safe, and I think I'm gonna go Juju Smith Schuster. 
Uh, that was, that's I think I was that could be about. a. I think that could be a real value pick there. What are the chances that he does a TikTok this year with uh, Jackson Mahomes? Probably strong to moderately strong. Ooh, sneaky! I sneaky pick by Mario there um, in the fifth round. I that was nice. Cam Akers, who for all purposes is RB one in in Los Angeles. He, the one thing is that they are a committee. Uh, in the backfield there. However, Cam Akers is the edge. He's known as the number one guy. And it might be very... I think the reason he made that logical choice was that if we're all wondering right now what is Stafford's shoulder situation, yeah, he's he's going to get the lion's share from that. Hershey. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, but going back to uh, Pierce for a second... The, the thing that worries me is that the hit rate on guys that are drafted past round three in their rookie season is very low. Very often are not going to provide top 20 seasons. So when, when you look at that into a vacuum, like, okay, he's going to have tons of work, right? But Rex Burkhead is not necessarily not going to be involved, and he is the passing down back. So ultimately – if the Texans are really bad and they're coming from behind, that's what she said, <laughs> there's potential that Rex Burkhead could get a majority of the work. So it's very it's, true. I'm not I'm not saying that I believe that, but I'm just saying it's something to keep in mind. Um, and Jordan is set to auto draft, so he's probably going to take another quarterback. <laughs> Um, I am, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, do I go chase Edmonds or do I go Rashad Bateman here? Both um, very good options. I, I, you know what? I feel like right now I do want to just shore up the fact that, uh, the fact that I have two running backs that are going to be out on the same week. I'm just going to take chase Edmonds right it's now. Great, great pick. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back around pretty fast, so the next thing I'm going to grab is a tight end because I think that's going to be important. Dalton Schultz? I, I'm i actually going to go Godart. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's done He's done well for me in seasons past. Tom, you got Kyle Pitts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the value of a tight end is is really – it's it, ever since I've been – I, I never used to take a tight end early, and now like I've been winning a lot of leagues by taking tight ends early because you got to get a good one. If you don't, you are absolutely screwed. Yeah. So, at the I end mean, of the day, there's there's always that chance that a tight end just emerges. Like I always take a risk on a late end or a late like t- a tight end option that ends up ends up being. Poten- like potentially have an upside, but um, might just be a big bust, and then I get rid of them for someone that's middling that I know is going to get me like six points each week or something. Exactly. So this is a little different. We uh, we are at oh, so Damian Pierce just comes off. Um, we are now a twelve team league, and Jordan's going to auto draft. Uh, he'll good. He got Allen Robinson. Fuck him. Um, Solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking hey, that off the board. Pause real quick. Do we want to? Yeah. Because Philly's the only one in this chat right now. Do you want to have him come uh, in? Yeah, invite him in. Yeah, have him come in. Yeah. Do you have the invite or? I can get it. I could grab it. Yeah, I'll grab it. Hold on, I got it. It's in our Discord channel, right? Yeah, but I'll just put it in the chat. Well, I don't know if he has access to that one. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know about the draft. <laughs> All right. So Rich is up right now. So uh so you're so you're gonna go with Goddard next. Okay. I, I, yeah. I likely am I mean I'm actually so I'm pretty sure he's gonna grab Deontay. Oh he didn't grab Deontay uh Johnson. Josh Jacobs though? Uh... well he might be hurting for a running back right yeah. now. Yeah, so and John, if you look yeah. if you look at what's what's there, it's gonna be Hilaire or Penny after this. And Dobbins Dobbins take him if he goes down two two Ooh, uh Dalton Schultz two rounds. Yeah. So that's why uh, ooh, I'm actually really worried because I, I think he'll be there for you. I'm pretty sure he'll be there for you. Dobbins off the board. Yeah, that was that was an auto pick there. Whatever, good. Let him get the uh, injured guys. Oh, oh. hey, dog. Hey, the boys are back in town. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on, baby? Fucking nailing this draft. <laughs> nailing it. So for everybody listening at home, our friend Philly has chosen to join us here. Um, Philly, let's get yes. your take. How are you feeling about this draft? Uh, my draft or other people's drafts? There's, <laughs> There's two different answers. Give us both. There's been some weird ones so far. Um, I feel uh, I'm drafting second. I drafted second overall. And it's a, yeah, obviously, you guys probably know by now, it's a 12-team snake. So... I have the unfortunate pleasure of being at the tail end of the second round, which is a tough spot to be in. So all in all, I'm sitting with uh, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, and Travis Kelsey. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good. But where I'm at, I'm feeling great. How do you feel about the Travis Etienne pick? We were talking about that. We were wondering if that was a little too early for him. But give us your thoughts on that. Um, I would have liked to take him in the fourth round, um, okay. not the third round. Um, but, uh, just being so far back, I didn't think he was going to come back to me. He's the, where I was at in terms of running backs that were available, I really needed to go running back again. Um, I just felt like that where I was at, wide receiver depth was still pretty good. Running back depth was waning quickly. Um, and he's a guy, I mean, both my running backs are, I think if they're on, I'm going to be, it's going to be a monster if they're off. I mean, obviously we know what McCaffrey can do when he's not injured etn i think is a guy that like i mean he's got rapport already with trevor lawrence he was showing good signs of life before he got injured last year and he's been awesome in the preseason i think he's a guy that's gonna probably explode again i would have liked to take him fourth or fifth round but i just didn't think he'd fall back to me so i mean i mean the upside is alluring with him because i mean obviously the relationship with lawrence going back to clemson but uh but i mean with james robinson coming off the achilles tear so we don't know what he's gonna be able to provide and the coaching situation is much different this year that's that's gonna be a big benefit for him yeah i um again i I, this was one of those things like i hate reaching but i'm also a proponent of like if you've got a guy that you believe in go for him yeah and and that was my guy for sure Not, not like tom brady in the first round go for him (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't tell if that was a auto draft or I just don't know. Yeah, but the only way for auto draft to do that was for him to rank him high enough. I know. Auto draft would say, yeah, that's your first pick. Oh, uh, so Tom, you're up. Let us know where you're going. Russell Wilson. Right. Oh, you're going to let him cook <clears throat> or they're riding. Actually, they're riding this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're riding. riding. That was actually you sneaky bastard. That was going to be my next pick. Honestly, I saw I saw um, 
And Brandon Cooks comes Jalen Hurts right went remember. off the board. Paul picked Jalen Hurts, and I was like, you know, I think we're starting to get into that second tier right now of guys. Might as well just get somebody. We're really... we're fully we're fully into that second tier. I think at this point. So yeah. I, I listen to it. I don't I don't I don't want to. I already have a receiver with a bye week in week nine. But why the hell is Deontay Johnson sitting here? Is he? Yeah, no, he, uh, he keeps he falling. He's just perpetually falling. Am Shoulder. I crazy? Did something happen to him? No long term concern is what 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 they're saying on. All right, on the well, this this he, needs to stop now. Well, he he locked his keys in his car and he's been in the parking lot. <laughs> it, that that needed to stop now because that that was just ridiculous. <laughs> when so. when you do that report, you know when when they give you that report later and Yahoo tells you like your your best picks, that's going to be the one that comes up because they're like, I don't know what the fuck people were thinking. He he lasted like two right. two rounds past where he should have been picked up. Yeah. There's it there's just, really no reason for him to go that low. It just didn't really make any sense to me there. Um there's just that lack of confidence, which is actually scary because uh for for reference, Philly, uh our buddy here eggs, uh Rich, yeah. he's a huge Pittsburgh fan. And so oh. for him not to to for him to skip on him makes me wonder if he's a bit worried about what's going to go on quarterback yeah, that's that's definitely a red flag for a guy if like most people are homers and most people feel pretty good like if you got a good guy on your team and that's your guy you're like oh yeah 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 i know something nobody else doesn't know and if i saw Deontay Johnson sitting like if i saw Thielen still sitting here when i came around i'd probably be like yeah i'd probably take him if Deontay Deont- Johnson is my flex so i'm 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 not too worried about that overall because uh the fact that he's ultimately going to be a weekly flex for me is is uh, I'm fine with that. Philly, you're up. How you feeling? What are you going for? Um, I um, I'm gonna go receiver here. I think. Um, taking, taking Bateman off the board. Uh, yeah, he. I've had him queued um, for a while now. Um, this is about where I want to take him. Um, and. I may go quarterback next round, but um, Perpetuals uh, already got a quarterback, so I'm not really worried about one going. So yeah. that is unless, who unless I'm it auto drafts and ultimately takes him. Right. <laughs> right. Although with this draft, I don't know. So you're thinking quarterback next round? Um, potentially, but we're also at a tier right now where um, I don't. This even if like at the low end of this tier, like I don't, yeah. I don't know that the low end of the tier is much different from the high end of the tier. Yeah. 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 So would you say we're in like uh the talent development side of the draft at this point? This is where you this is where you can tell people have done their homework. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this, is also where you, this is also where you just kind of throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I want to take uh, a look here. Okay. So that works out for me here. All right. I have a I have a kind of an Risky pick coming up here. Okay, but uh, we'll we'll get to that after you pick. I still can't believe Cordell Patterson's a running back now. I remember him getting drafted as a receiver. I'll, I'll I, tell you what. Last year he did great things for me because he was the Swiss Army knife that gave that team some cohesion, and yeah, yeah. he put up points all over the place for randomness, he did. and it was kind of great. And he's what like. 30 he's been around he's only he's actually only like 30 31 so and, and look i mean in Atlanta's football years gonna, that's like your 50s though i know i know <laughs> but it, but atlanta is going to be a really bad team so you figure he's going to probably be on the field a lot 
Mariota is going to have to dump it off to him a lot. So I think he's going to get a lot of usage. They don't really have much in the backup other than uh, Tyler Algier, who is a rookie, kind of a two-down plotter. So I yeah. think I think he'll get work. Phil, you're up. Yep. Oh, man. It's a lot of those usual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that middle. Where am I going to get it's, the best value? It's kind of like a dead zone now, and that's where, like, you can kind of take some risk or you can kind of play it safe and just Or just going. grab a kicker. That's <laughs> <laughs> an option as well. It's not, the, it's not the eighth round yet. Come on. Yeah, exactly. You still have a quarterback to pick, or what do you have? Uh, what do you still? Um, don't I mean the only starting position I have left is a quarterback. Um, but I am a little bit worried about depth at running back, and so I'm actually gonna go kind of a risky pick here. High upside. We talked yeah, about Clyde Edwards Hilaire and the fact that he killed somebody, so he's not yeah, losing yeah. his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he should have killed somebody. I mean, by any you know. means necessary. Listen, I, I will be the starting running back at LSU, and you will not stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I'm up next here, and I'm going Chris Godwin. Um, Good pick. Okay. All right. Brace is coming right. Brace is off. Number one, ultimately number one, number two receiver in Tampa Bay. He's going to be my fourth wide receiver. So ultimately, this is, again, I can go safe and maybe go with Darnell Mooney or take a chance on Antonio Gibson here, go with Singletary. But this is kind of where you can win your draft. Um, and I don't think it's where you can lose your draft taking a guy like Godwin. The fact that they're pretty much confident that he's going to be ready for week one makes me feel pretty secure. Um, that, And then plus, also, I have some bye week issues with my wide receivers. So this <laughs> kind of also helps me out of that jam, too. So, Connor, any any sec, any day now, Connor. Any day. I, I, I got to say, let's not sleep on oh. – Rats. I was gonna say, let's not sleep on Connor. He's doing work, man. I've been watching him. He's been making pretty sound. I think he's only had like one or two that I disagreed with, but I've, I have to say, Connor's been, Connor's been making some really sound decisions. Yep. Uh, the the, the quarterback, the I think Jordan had an auto draft issue because I don't understand yeah. take, number one Tom, taking Tom Brady. I, but even I, I, I don't, I, I don't think, think what he did Tom was Brady he was going first. through like picking players he wanted, you know, putting them in his queue, and he just went, "Let me go through quarterback first. Yeah, and it ordered it that way, and and that's probably yeah. what happened. And then Burrow in what the fourth round, so I, I don't understand that at all. But um, either way, uh, yeah, the, the the biggest thing to me is this quarterback, this quick quarterback take like. The, the Tom Brady thing was probably an accident, and I don't necessarily hate the Josh Allen pick in the middle of the second round, but like we were talking about in the chat, you know, there's four it's four points for a touchdown for a quarterback right. for a passing touchdown. It's yeah, for, for context. I got Tom Brady in the eighth round last night in a twelve team snake, and he just went in the first round here. So right now, Tom Brady was QB three last year, so you know. it, it's not it's not a terrible pick, but you know. What he and where I mean, where he picked is not is also not terrible because it right, he didn't pass up too many, but he did pass up to draft Tom Brady, he passed up Devontae Adams and Joe Mixon essentially, which is insane. So, yeah, I also got Devontae Adams in that draft, so <laughs> could have had them both ultimately. Could've had them both, Tom. Uh, how you feeling? Where, where are you going with this pick? I feel a little bit nostalgic right now. Ooh, and nostalgia. Um, I had Rashad Penny last year at the tail end, and he pretty much carried my team. And hmm. he's finally healthy. 
and I'm going to go Rashad Penny. Almost six yards per carry. Yeah, uh, towards the I, end of the season. So the the this year, especially now that they don't have a quarterback, I mean, they're going to be running a lot more. And Kenneth Walker Jr., the guy they drafted in the second round, has a hernia issue, and there's really no timeline for him to come back. So Yeah, they said he's definitely not going to be ready for week one because I wanted to see what Walker was going to do first. If Walker was healthy, I would have gone to somebody else. I would have, like, looked at the tight end or wide receiver pool or even just gone down to maybe – Yeah. I I also had Damian Harris last year and even um, Stevenson being there. Harris still put up some pretty good numbers. Um, I agree. Yeah. All, all things considered. But I, I like Penny because oh, he was just like consistent numbers. <laughs> yes, Gatto, it's, uh, you're up. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, you know, I gotta, I, I, I'm wondering why Michael Thomas is still here. But I guess I kind of know that, you know, we have a quarterback issue. So um, he, he did uh, apparently tweak his hamstring. but Okay. Uh, that so is kind of an because issue because of the fact that he's had that in the past. But if he's not your starter and he's on your bench, it's not. And you also have an IR spot. So he also said yeah. he didn't want to play for your team. So <laughs> well, he's yeah. playing for both of them this year. He, fu- he was, told me he fucking hates your guy. I was tempted to go out with Dar- go out to Darnell Mooney, because um, I, I want to give Justin love, Fields a little bit more love than he's been getting. But love Darnell Mooney. I still think that like the Bears are also in that world where the jets are where they got a lot of things to figure out philly can you give us your assessment on how do you feel about justin fields this year do you think he's gonna progress or is it gonna be more of the same it's not even justin fields that i don't trust it's just the bears it's just like a vortex of just suck yeah it's it's just like it it, it encompasses it's like like everything that's around it succumbs to the field of suck the vortex of suck. And and it's interesting hiring <laughs> like you have a second year quarterback who really struggled in his rookie season and you hire a defensive head coach. It's just it's not it's not I like Matt Eberfluss is great. He's been great defensive coordinator for the Colts the last few years, but just interesting that you wouldn't like lean into kind of what the Jags did with getting uh uh Doug Peterson. Peterson. Doug Peterson, thank you. So just a little curious, but he's looked pretty solid so far in the in the preseason. So we'll see if that translates. Jordan. I'm rooting for him. Like I think, I think he's a solid player, and it's just unfortunate that the Bears just are unwilling to draft anything but a fucking defensive-minded coach or a like a Canadian Football League head coach. At least, at least they didn't hire Urban Meyer. Ooh, yeah. Here's what. Here's he if I can maybe best encapsulate how I feel about the Bears is that Allen Robinson has now gone to the Rams, the most potent passing offense in the league. And he's going to take some spots that have been vacated by Robert Woods, Odo Beckham. Like, they're, he's going to get utilized. And he was a clear – I mean, he was being drafted high last year, even though people knew the Bears suck. But the Bears suck so bad that I just see Allen Robinson's name, and I'm like, nope, fuck that guy. <laughs> now that they can attest i pretty much said the exact same thing that it's like i'm gonna let somebody else make that mistake i, I i'm not getting yeah. burned by alan robinson and, and and the problem is is that he's probably gonna go off it's probably a really smart pick to take him because he's got matt stafford throwing to him right he's a talented receiver but again <laughs> he's he plays for the bears or he played for the bears and stafford so, is a kingmaker when it comes to receivers so it really is Kenny Galladay looked like a functional receiver with him, so that's pretty amazing. 
this is a pick. This is the pick right here that I was trying to avoid is uh, Amari Cooper. Darnell Mooney, obviously, as well, but Amari Cooper, who's going to throw to him? Mooney was very productive, though, last Percent? year, despite only having a lot of inf- a lot of issues at uh, quarterback. I wasn't looking at you. Can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> no, I was like, Brissette? Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, I guess if you're going to stash him and hope, like, you know, that by the oh, end of the season, run or something? Uh, Rapey comes back, you know, like. <laughs> a true captain there. <laughs> All of these guys now are going to be working at Culver's in like a year and a half. <laughs> oh yeah. So Gatto, uh, you're coming up here. Where are you? Where are you thinking? Before uh, you got some time because Jordan's auto drafting. So I don't even fucking know. I got to be completely honest. Um, I might fill that quarterback spot just to get it out of the way. Um. There's plenty or of take options. A second, or take a second um, tight end right now in Hawkinson and see how that works. Lo- lo- uh, oh, too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. The fucking so, auto draft got you. The auto gods. Um, um, so as far as tight ends are concerned, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, I'm very high on, uh, especially with uh, Mitch Trubisky um, ultimately going to be there. They're going to look for that safety net. Yeah. Um, oh, who took the other quarterback that I was looking at? Who were you looking at? Oh, yeah, no, the Aaron Rodgers came off. Um, that was Connor. Uh, that was Connor, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was going to grab him. I actually, I think I'm going to grab Derek Carr. He's got some weapons. He's got his old buddy Devontae. So that's, that's going to be mine. Unless, of course, Jeff is – listening in right now and he decides <laughs> to grab him. I'm shocked that he didn't go Josh Allen in the first round. I'm I'm really He shocked. did last year. No, no I got him last no, year. No, Tom did to sp- oh. only to spite him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Jeff didn't talk to me for the entire season too. Literally just to spite him. Um so that was pretty funny. And Paul's auto drafting so Philly, you got a little time. Uh how you feeling? Where are you gonna go? Um I know I said quarterback last time. Um, I do feel like I'm, I need to get a quarterback now. I feel like, uh, oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, that was who I was going to take. Uh, <laughs> so actually I feel less about, I was, I was going to go for Dak there, uh, and this next pick, but since he's gone, I I'm back to feeling indifferent about quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> I, I liked, I like Dak Prescott there. Um, mm. but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I run this, uh, yeah, like, okay. Like, he's got Josh Allen, and he back, he, he dressed Dak Prescott. Uh, it's not a terrible pick, but Josh Allen's not going to go down. And, yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a small chance he goes down, right? If he stays up, you don't need a backup quarterback, and you could have drafted a ton of skill position players there. There's still been more a, a lot of running you. backs. There's a lot of decent running backs still here. So it's uh, it's interesting to me. We're we're almost into like w- once we hit like nine and ten here, like that's when the real interesting pieces that you get to play mm-hmm. with, the the big gambles, the sleepers start coming in. Man, that this is where I always find like the bulk of my like game winning points are somewhere in this part of the draft. For sure. All right, so you want with Pat Fryer move? 
I did, yeah. I was frankly really torn. I was thinking either him or Albert O from Denver, but mm. I was trying to be mindful of not getting Russell Wilson and Albert O because I'm also starting to have some bye week issues where yeah. I got three guys who are week 14. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to have two guys that were both week nine. See, I, I'm, I guess I'm just different. I don't draft a backup tight end if I get an elite one because to me, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. So Stafford just came off the board here. I'm, I actually had Trey Lance queued up here. If Jalen Hurts can ultimately finish as a top 12 quarterback, um, despite not being able to throw the ball, Trey Lance <laughs> is going to finish. Trey Lance is going to finish as a top five rusher uh, at the yeah. quarterback position. He's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's a bigger, stronger kid. So I think uh, ultimately he uh, he has a good chance to uh, finish pretty well. Getting here, getting him in the back end of the eighth round for me is it's pretty easy. Connor went quick with Melvin Gordon too. Like as soon yeah. as you pick Trey Lance, Gordon came off the board. Do you ever feel bad about that? You ever feel like, did I miss something? <laughs> I there would, was a but 50, not 50, with him. Fifty-fifty split last year. So, Philly, what do you uh, what do you got in mind here? Um, I, I again, I'm back to um, indifferent about quarterbacks at this second. So I'm gonna go uh, skill position in the strategy that I think perpetual might go skill position. Um, and so I'm going to go with somebody that I I'm unsure about, but I think has again, a lot of upside potential here. There's some guys I want to reach for right now, but I'm, um, I'm limiting myself from reaching. Um, you but you might not go... need to reach in this. Don't touch this. that. You might not have to reach too hard in this league because there's been wow. some wild picks made. Love, love Alan Lazard. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Someone, Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball to somebody. That's yeah, true. Exactly. He keeps talking him up as the number one receiver. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if Aaron Rodgers keeps going, he's the number one receiver. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust him. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of my thought process there. So that's that's a great pick, man. So you're coming back around. Um, where you where you thinking next? Well, I'm actually quickly scrolling through to see who's picked a quarterback. Uh, again, I might be surprised here, and somebody might take another quarterback. But yeah, you never know if someone's going to take a backup. So, <laughs> like the Bruno Club, uh, that's my boy Mario. Yeah, he like he he likes having trade bait quarterbacks too. So um, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Joe Burrow and Tom Brady on the same team, two rounds apart. What a waste! That that has children. That has what an unreal team. Okay, well. That's uh, that was the quarterback I was going to go with. And so Kirk Cousins oh, just comes off the board. Oh boy, that's why I I was going to wait on Trey Lance, but like I just I knew I just I didn't on. think I didn't think we'd be going backup quarterback. Like I mean, it's fine. Again, I I can't really complain about one of the back, least, about people one taking of the, quarterbacks. One of the least injured positions too. Yeah, and and again, it's not worth that many points. No. Um, so I I got to go quarterback here. This is just forcing my hand. Um, yeah, because you're you're not picking again for a while, so um, I don't I don't know how I feel about this, but I uh, two and two and on. I mean, he's got some weapons, man. You know, the- I know he's got Tyreek Hill, he's got Jalen Waddle. Those are both high drafted receivers. Chase Evans is good out of the backfield. Someone's got to throw that ball, and it's yep. currently Tua. So. Yep. So I'm I'm actually gonna go a little against the green here. I'm gonna go with Tony Pollard here. Um, that's, he'll be the starter in Dallas by the end of the year. That's that's, exactly that's my hope enough. is that I'm gonna get him at a premium here. 
and that ultimately they're going to he's going to force their hand and uh, force him to start. But uh, Dak has been talking up his receiving ability. So I think at worst case, due to only CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz being the healthy people there, they might start lining him up in the slot. Uh, they might do some dual back sets with him coming out of the backfield as a receiver. I <laughs> uh, Ron is very upset with me right now. Three times I've taken his pick. <laughs> I don't know who the second one was. I know that I took Amon Ross St. Brown in front of him, but uh <laughs> one of my picks earlier. I wasn't I wasn't very happy with him. I yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which pick it is. I'm gonna find it. Oh, I I I I took one. Alan Kamara. I was just oh, hoping it was man. like three picks away. I was like, maybe this I mean, this draft has already been crazy. Maybe mm. Alvin Kamara will fall to me. All right. So Tom, you're coming up. Yep. Um, so just taking a look at some of the, the wide receivers that are still living out there. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about a couple of them. Um, but my eye continues to be drawn to Kadarius Tony and I don't know why. All right. Okay. I, okay. Say what you're going to say, but say it within like 30 seconds. Okay. High upside. The floor is low as hell, like literally hell. The floor is a basement. the The floor is hell. The core of the earth. So it's not in the ninth round, okay? But I'm just saying, be mindful that Wandale Robinson might end up being more valuable if you're picking yeah. a Giants player. Both, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to go with. Uh, Devonte Smith from Philadelphia. I'm probably safer. Yeah, I I liked some of the stuff that he did last year. I think the numbers are going to be probably the same. Um, yeah. And you know, <laughs> this is the go now. That was an auto pick. That was an that was an auto pick. Yeah, that was an auto pick. So it's my turn, and I got to be honest. I've just watched Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney go probably three rounds, and no one's wanted the to touch dis, either of them. The disrespect to Darnell Mooney is insane. 1,000-yard is, receiver last year. And that is exactly why I'm picking up Darnell Mooney this this Great time pick. around. It's, Great pick, yeah. It's such a value at this point. Even if he's not performing as I wish, I still 80, got him at such 81 a catches, 1,055 yards, four touchdowns, and that was with a terrible, terrible offense. Second year for Justin Fields. He's only got him and Cole Komet to throw to. He, 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 I feel like, you know, like he, he makes up for my, my worries about Michael Thomas for week 14 there too. Right. Well, oh no, they're both on by for week 14, but, um, he, <laughs> like he makes up for my worries about Michael Thomas, be, maybe not being my, my wide receiver pick at that time that I should have made. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll fucking see. Oh, don't you hate so, to be the guy that misses the draft and gets your team auto drafted? So uh, uh, I I don't I don't know I don't think it's been mentioned in in any of the other chats. Uh, it's been mentioned here, but uh, our buddy Paul actually just had a child literally yeah. hours before this draft. Yeah, um, it's it, isn't we're getting Kaluba, to that Batgirl Zarati is her name, and we're getting to that point in the draft where he's going to let his kids pick. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's one of the more elaborate uh, ways I've seen someone try to get out of a draft. Yeah. <laughs> he, he forced labor. He induced labor. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's about nine months, babe. Let's get it going. 
He planned it out. Now, congrats right. to Paul. Yeah. So, Gatto, you are up. You're going to be up soon. Um, you are the next in this uh, chat. So, where are you looking? Uh, I I need I need some more running back depth. Um, however, I'm starting to see defenses go, and I was actually so bummed that I waited so late to grab just even a, a middling defense that I'm thinking about going for a defense at, at this point to make sure I get a top one because it does give me hell after a while when everyone's scrambling. So I'm tempted to actually fill my defensive position here. Otherwise, running backs, uh, I don't know. It's a couple lottery tickets, pretty much. Right yeah. here, right here where we are, like, I'm, I'm tempted, like, to go tight end because I was talking about tight end before. Um, I did I mention did that grab... Cole, Cole Komet is the only other guy that's going to get targets there in Chicago, so. Yeah, I mean, Irv Smith Jr. might be an option, too. Otherwise, I'm going to wait for uh, Okawab. But not, I can't say his last name. Alberto. 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 <laughs> Alberto. Really, how do you feel about Irv Smith? Where do you land with him? Um, I I'm a I'm a big fan of his. It's just whether he can stay healthy, and if there's enough targets to go around. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, obviously there's Thielen, um, and Justin Jefferson, and really it's who's going to have the bigger week between them. Or at least it has mm. been. Mm. Um. You know who's going to have the, the better week? So, I think those two are pretty solid locks. Um, it, it just I don't know. Herb at Alabama, Herb Smith was a monster, right? And if he can be that guy in the NFL, you know the the way the Vikings have typically run their offense was a little bit tight end friendly, especially in the red zone. But I don't know how it's going to be under Kevin O'Connell. Um, I don't know what that's going to. I mean, is this year two for him though? Who? No. Kevin O'Connell? Oh, Irv Smith? Over Irv. Um, year three. He, uh, he's giving me Chris Herndon vibes, unfortunately. Like, every year it's going to happen, and then it just doesn't. But Yeah, I'm, I I do think that – I think he's got a lot of upside. And um, I just think there's going to be so many weapons that, like, he's going to get some. Mm. I don't – I don't know that he's the focal point of the offense like other tight ends might be. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly for the type of quarterback that Kirk Cousins is, like, um, like Kirk Cousins isn't scrambling. So like Mark yeah. Andrews gets a lot and and um Travis Kelsey benefit a lot because their quarterbacks are always out of the pocket. Mm. And if you got a big old guy in the middle of the field that you can check down to, that's the guy. Um, I agree. for Kirk Cousins, he can he's a little bit more agile than people want to give him credit for. But he's he's looking downfield a lot more um, than some of the more mobile quarterbacks. That's that that's the thing there. Again, I damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Philly. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Philly. Oh, I really. So to, I gonna... so to uh, give some context, uh, Tom, I saw you you handcuffed uh, Dalvin Cook with Madison. Good move. Yeah, and I didn't see anything that I liked, and I saw him, and I didn't want to risk it. So I'd rather for, take that soak that pick. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Philly. I just took uh, James Cook in front of you there. Yeah, I really thought he was going to fall to me. 
it's one of those situations in which I, I just, you know, it was, it was just too much of a value at this yeah. point. Part, part of that's on me. Like I've got to, I got to, I got to be a little bit better. I've got to be better. That's on me. <laughs> I've got to know no, the wait. people that are ahead of me. You, were you playing 4D chess and you just asked Philly a question just to fuck with him and you just like scooped? <laughs> you, yeah. no, I'm sorry. You were the one. You asked him the question about Irv Smith Jr., not me. So I'm thinking that's... you were trying to throw him off the trail. And then, by the way, you drafted a Viking. So, okay. So, so, so... is this collusion? Is this collusion then? <laughs> Tom, Tom, I don't know. Ask you. Ask Philly about about Earth Smith. <laughs> you know, there's. <laughs> I have seen a lot of documents, and there is no collusion, no obstruction. What the question mm. I asked was both very cool mm. and very two. Legal. Telling you, Connor's legal. 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 Man. Connor's DJ, DJ Shark is uh, is interesting. He's he's dude. Connor <laughs> keeps scared. That was the guy we were talking about last year too, wasn't he? Yep. Okay. And and well, it is Detroit. I am I am sorry, Philly, but I'm not really that sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, listen. That, that's <laughs> you know, you join a new league. You got to kind of know, like, you got to kind of get a feel for the land, and yep, you yep. know, that's one of those I, things that I won't make that mistake again. I'll just say that. <laughs> I, well, I you will. are picking twice in front of me, and I do have some. You know what? I'm gonna throw you a bone here. I have someone at the top of my queue right now. I don't know if you, you can figure it out. Who, if you can figure it out, great. Um, but you have two picks in front of me here, so yeah, I got twenty three seconds to figure it out. See if well, you have you, well, you have another pick coming up that you can. So, so uh, maybe you pay it back. Maybe. Um, damn. Shut up. Uh, While you're just, thinking, the thing just beeped at me. While you're thinking, um. Broader question for the three of you: Of the teams in the NFC what? North, who do you think it will just, be better? It just auto Ooh, the time here. just ran out. <sighs> Dude, Damn, stop talking son. to them. Stop the talking. The to Tampa them. Bay defense. <laughs> it's fine, but I hate it. There is an LSU player on that defense, so there is some. There is. There, <laughs> there is. Gil Tigers. I was going to take a different uh, Tampa Bay product there. Um, Tampa Bay product. Okay, but hmm. I don't love that pick. <laughs> I like I, it was ticking down, and I clicked on it, and then clicked draft right as it went, oh. and I knew it was going to be close. And hey, it went you're, coming, you're coming around right now, so you get a you get a chance to. Oh, uh, I'm coming, all right. Correct that. <laughs> Come hard, Phil. Come hard. You have a, you have a chance to uh, snake this player, guy. Okay, my guess is Rashard White. Is that it? Or is it Gage? Guess we'll find out, won't we? There is a lot of fucking <laughs> drama so. right now. <laughs> There's a lot of drama. I see the defenses <laughs> are rolling now. Yeah, I'm not super worried about that, though. So yeah, my really. philosophy with the defense is I look at best week one matchups and I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I, I do like to have something that's like a consistent one because – when there's just not a good matchup available to you. Oh, you no, my strategy know. is always uh, waiver wire every week. Yeah, every I'll just week. I'll just pick up a defense, and if they play decent for a couple weeks, great. If they start sucking, I'll find somebody else. If they're going by, I'll find somebody else. Like a defense is my second to last or last pick every every draft, uh, uh, unless I run out of time. And then you get. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. You're up. You have a minute three. 
Yes. Philly is on the clock. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if all else fails, you'll probably be able to get like Miami late, and they're sneakily probably going to be one of the better defenses this year, and no one really has that on their radar. So, okay, it's not where I was going, but it's an inter- it, it's, it's a good one. Um, so you went with DeAndre Hopkins there. Yeah, I was actually going to yeah. go with Russell Gage, um, but looking at my receiver depth, I feel okay to get through the first six games. And then if Hopkins come back and is a monster, great. If not, no harm, no foul, really, at this point. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, so as long as uh, auto-drafting uh, Connor doesn't take in front of me, I'm going Chris Olave here. Um, New Orleans like is type. ultimately going to have – thank you. Yeah, I, New Orleans is going to have to throw, throw the ball. And they moved heaven and earth to go get Chris Olave in this draft. They gave up a future first-round pick to get another first-round pick so that they could draft uh, the left tackle with name escapes at the moment um, and then move up and get Chris Olave. So, to me, when I look at Michael Thomas, guys had hamstring issues over the last few years, so it's Camara and then their first-round pick Olave. So, um, I'm hoping he makes it to me here, but uh, just for And this auto drag really just clicks the entire thing. Huh? Q, you uh, might need to back out and come back in. Yeah. You're at Chunk City. Yeah, you're looking like a GoldenEye character right now. Shit. I had a fucking outage earlier today. Yeah, it's been raining nonstop all day here. Mm. All right, hold on. Tom, you're up. You're up. I am. So what are, what are you feeling? What are you looking at? So I, I would like to get another. I'd like to get another receiver, and I keep going back to Kadarius Tony. I really do. My only hesitation is. I I am with Q. I worry he's a little bit um, of an injury risk. He's coming off of. Uh, some injury, uh, a leg injury, a lower, lower, lower body injury. Um, again, he has slipped though down down the line. Um, and Danny Dimes might actually sling a couple. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, this is not going to be a starter, so I think I'm going to go with him. Just okay. as, like he's going to start week one on the bench, so I'm not super worried about it. Let him get healthy and. I don't think that – I think he's too good of an athlete from too big of a school and with already some good experience last year that he's going to help them. Yeah. And and considering what the other options are on that team, Kenny Galladay, a guy who just tore his Achilles tendon, and um, Saquon Barkley, like they're going to need as many receivers as possible. Yeah, it's it's true. Um I really thought that said sponsors by Boarhead, and that was actually like a thing that Yahoo put in there. Um, I'm I'm looking for a running back right now, and uh, I'm having trouble with this. I I, I think I I was actually targeting uh, Daryl Henderson because 
I just didn't see anything else I liked here. And I don't know where I'm going to see something good running back. Oh, okay. Something I see down the down the line here, but um, it's still quite a quite far away. Well, Henderson's um, not going to be the starter, right? No, but uh, Cam Akers is dealing with some uh, issues as well. And he had torn his Achilles tendon last year and then came uh, back just for the Super Bowl, right? Do yeah. I remember that correctly? Yes. No? Maybe. <laughs> um, Maybe so. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, shit. Oh, okay. That was the other choice I was going to make. I literally just slept through my pick there. Um, Welcome to my life. Okay, though, because I'm not high on uh, Leonard Fournette, so uh, Richard White might actually end up being a good pick, maybe. Yeah, I'm not wild about Leonard Fournette either. I feel like the time to be excited about him is probably about three years too late now. Yeah, he just I'm, I'm not excited about Leonard Fournette as long as Tom Brady is on that team. I agree. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Uh, pause, guys. How do I look? You're fine. It went out for like two seconds and then came back in. Do you it's have the great. Mason Rudolph Ooh. dent in your forehead, but you look good. <laughs> it's my background. <laughs> uh, Devin du- Duvenay? Devin mm. Duvenay. He's, he's rising up on the depth charts in Baltimore. Um He's been he's been someone who's just sneakily just been picked in a couple of these leagues that I've seen like in my other league he got picked up out of the blue. He was I was targeting him, but much later on um, as a potential. There's I mean besides Rashad Bateman, who else? And Mark Andrews, who else is there? Who's the number three there? You know what I mean? So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of targets. Um, oh, George Pickens coming off there. Love George Pickens. Good yeah. pick. That was, that's the Steelers pick. That's though. the Steelers guy. I mean, he, he finally took one, and it was a good one because. Uh... All right, so Gato, you're coming up again. I know, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I need here on this team. I think you need some Tim Tebow. I think I'm gonna go with a receiver, and I think I got a good one here. Did you know that all Tim Tebow does is win? Yes, and he uh... prays too. I heard. <laughs> and I'm just not worthy to have his greatness on my team. That's the problem. Mm, uh, this yeah, very, makes sense. My yeah. team's going to be mid. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally trying sense. to make my team mid as fuck. So there's no collusion when I beat Tom again this year. But everybody on your team is going to have a great fucking haircut. Just like our Lord and Savior, Timothy J. Tebow. And that is my The J team. is for Ooh, Jesus. I, I Sky <laughs> more. Love love some Sky Moore right around now. Yeah, um, it's yeah. I, I Sky Moore over Scantling. Um, I just I, picks I, are rolling I, in now. Yeah, I need, I need to grab a running back again. I just don't know where the fuck I'm gonna find one at this point. Oh, I see one. Never mind. I'm not gonna get him though. <laughs> Let's see. I went safety right. pick with uh, Kenny Walker. So. Like so I'm up next here. Ken Walker. Yeah, is that that you you picked a penny, right? So he's a nice little handcuff. I did, yeah. And honestly, there was nothing in there that interested me. I mean, if he sits on my bench for a couple weeks, I'm not I'm not upset at that. 
So well, this we'll is a massive bench, so you can. It's 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 advisable to utilize that mass. Not the only thing that's massive. <laughs> the water cooler. <laughs> Peyton Manning's forehead. Oh, tremendous forehead! That Man. thing's got girth. One of the best. So this is a tough one for me what, here. Q, you're up. What are you What are you thinking here? Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with. Um, a kicker. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, gonna go with Justin Fields here. Gonna get my backup quarterback. I'm going real upside on my quarterbacks here. Um, but I really like the potential of Justin Fields, so I'm gonna go with a Trey Lance, Justin Fields. One of them has to be good at quarterback. So ultimately, just kind of securing that position because I'm a little worried about the Jimmy. I'm a little worried about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation with Trey Lance. I still think he ends up being the starter. I don't think there's going to be any issue there, but this is me kind of just protecting myself there. A, a little bit of, a little bit of that I think is that like the coaches, like we were talking about how, um, the 49ers like they sometimes lean too far into analytics and they're not actually making mm. the right. Like I wonder if they're just sitting there like. We we need like they made they made a move that to everybody else looked very suspect. Yeah. About Trey Lance and the reality is they're just like making sure they have the right pieces because maybe yeah. there's whoever was who was behind Trey Lance at that point. Uh, well, I mean it's it's just Jimmy and Trey Lance, and they I mean they they yeah. they, they, they they spent a pretty heavy price to get Trey Lance, so he looked pretty good in the preseason. He's got he's got a live arm. It's just he knows like, the playbook. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I feel I feel good. I mean, look, they, Jimmy took a huge pay cut. I don't think it means anything. Uh, some people were freaking out about it. But, uh, again, this is me just making sure that I get one of these guys that ultimately doesn't sink my team. Um, and there's really not – I was looking at Trevor Lawrence, but he came off a couple picks before I, 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 I went. So, um, Philly, you are up. I sure am. Maybe a, maybe a bit of a reach here. Um, but again, I'm going to go for my guy. So you took James Robinson before. It's smart. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, like, I mean, at this point in the draft, he could be an RB two at the end of the year. So, yeah, I mean, it's the handcuff for me. So, um, I I have some, um, some solidified, uh, points coming out of Jacksonville, regardless of who's the starter there. Um, and that gives me a little bit of flexibility because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't love my running back situation. My starters are great, but my bench is not. Yeah. A little bit of flyers, but I'm gonna go a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a reach. But again, go for your guy. Um, I'm just double checking that I'm not missing anybody. I wonder if it's gonna be the guy that I have queued up here. I wonder. Um, just making sure it's a long list of people ahead of him, so it's making me doubt <laughs> this mm. pick. But oh, okay. Oh, all right. Now that's a, that's a great one because uh, again, first round pick, they're gonna use him. So. My understanding, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, is he's the number two right now. Yeah, behind Terry. So, hmm. I mean, they have um, there's a Curtis and Samuel there too. Is he a, is he a slot? There. Is he going to play out of the slot? In all likelihood, he'll project that way. But okay. I mean, we've seen guys play in the slot and be really productive. I agree. So, Tom, in you, the spirit of the Washington Commies pick uh, that. Uh, Philly just made. I'm going to make another Washington Commies pick as long as uh, Connor doesn't snipe me here. He's and Carson Wentz, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Brian Robinson Jr. for a Whoa. couple reasons. 
we have two IR spots in this league. So he will automatically go to my IR spot and I can stash him there for a while. And if he's back in a couple weeks, I think he ends up becoming the starter. So this is kind of like a stash for me. Um, he's look, He looked really, really good during the preseason. It seems like they were ready to hand him the job. Uh, so for me, it's just uh, securing a potential starting running back down the road. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I know that they had another guy from Buffalo who they really liked last year, but he didn't play a whole lot. Um, and honestly, outside of McKissick and mm. Gibson. Oh, Patterson's been... gone. Patterson's gone. They, they, cut they, they cut him. So, no. Well, I guess that's all you need to know then. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think playing – Alabama guys in Washington is a smart play because yep. you look after the last couple drafts, they've always gone after Alabama players. I agree. I guess that's their thought that if they draft like national championship blue trip players, it will mm-hmm. translate to their team. And yeah, this doesn't though. <laughs> it's, there are two different things, guys. But again, like this is what happens when Dan Snyder is your owner and like just An idiot. Matt – just plays fucking Madden the whole time. But yeah, the technical <laughs> term is idiot. He's like, why isn't it working? I, I My franchise just won uh, the championship in Madden. <laughs> He's still playing like NCAA football 13. So Tom, you just went with E to W. Yeah, I really Famous. like that pick. Jameis. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his numbers from last year, um, before he got hurt, he looked pretty good. And again, it's a bench player, so I'm not super worried about it. Um, if he's your second quarterback, you're doing pretty well for yourself. So yeah, I mean, yeah. and he plays in a dome too, and he's got a shit ton of weapons. So yeah, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, he plays, uh, and he plays uh, at least the Falcons in the dome too. So that's another that's the seventh game he plays in the dome. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just I, aspirational uh, shit at this point. I like I like Jameis. I actually have him as a starter in a, a 16 team league. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which a little bit it's a little bit out of necessity, but I don't I don't hate that pick. I also I debated on whether I was going to take Jahan Dotson or Brian Robinson there. So I uh, I really like that Brian Robinson pick. I thought the same thing. I didn't know we had two IR spots, uh, but I was willing to take a bench spot with him for I, the I same reason. Three, and then I dropped it down to two this year. <laughs> Listen, I mean it, it's a it's a valuable weapon. I, I probably want to keep one open for. Just whatever actual injuries, are. yeah. But uh, but but like I, Brian Robinson, there there doesn't seem to be like they haven't said anything about it being like a long term oh, uh, thing. So, yeah. Oh wow, I that's twice. Now. Well, listen, uh, Tyler Algier is you know gonna he's a draft pick of this current administration, and only Cordell Patterson in front of him. So it's not the worst. Thing to end up that's with, so. that's what I was thinking was he's he's young I always like to grab like a rookie rookie running back when I can because they sometimes turn out to be absolute studs mm-hmm. it did pretty good last year with Jonathan Taylor for me granted yep. it was a little bit of different different situation um, sure. but yeah fuck it whatever <laughs> I was having trouble <laughs> fuck it whatever fuck it whatever <laughs> um yeah, I, listen, I I mean, the Falcons are going to be bad. We all know they're going to be bad. Yeah. So at, at this point, they're going to play whoever provides the most value. So if, it might be Tyre Algier. And again, he's, he's kind of a bigger back, so he could be a goal line option. So just there might not be a ton of touchdowns this year. 
All right. So, Gato, you are the next person. I didn't realize how many kickers actually did come off the fucking. It's There's okay. some still decent ones in here, though. You're you're gonna yeah. You're still you're probably gonna drop them at some point anyway. So right. Yeah, but I always like to have um, Harrison Bucker. <laughs> so I think I'm just grabbing him now. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, get your guy. Yeah, get my guy. I'm, I'm too supportive in this. I should just be insulting you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you piece Every, of shit. Everybody, everybody was just like, "Eh, fuck that shit." Yeah. I, By the I, way, I, Philly, I this McManus or something too, but like, I don't know. What am I looking for here with one bench spot left? Philly, you should know this: is that any kind of insults we share with each other, they're more about financial domination than anything else. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. I also hate our... poor people. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a totally different direction. That's yeah. social financial dominance. <laughs> so we focus, other... we focus more on like diversity of portfolio, four hundred one k balance. You know. Okay. Yeah. Show me your Bitcoin balance, then, huh? All right. Well, yo, man, start me easy. Like, you were invited to this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking charge. This is financial dominance. He's doing it for free right now, Tom. Like you're getting you're getting yeah. a free No, I'm I'm sending him Ethereum coins through his Patreon. <laughs> I've got a I've got a camera underneath my ass right now just showing my butthole the whole time. I've got just my OnlyFans is just racking in right now. You've had you've had to mute your other computer that's connected directly to the dark yeah. net. Mm. Are you not supposed to say that out loud, Tom? It's okay. You have plenty of names. <laughs> All right, so we're at this point of the draft where it's literally like last call at the bar right now. Yeah. Aside you would hope that it's going to fly off the board, but it doesn't seem to be doing that. Yeah, but all that aside, like outside of like drafting a kicker, what are like aspirational players you're looking for? Are you looking for guys that were hurt in camp or on the pup yeah. list? Are you looking for guys who you've had your eye on ever since the draft and you've liked where they've landed? What's your approach? Um looking at this usually early over late i want to pick someone or I, I want to get somebody that's that's like i like rookies like i just said this i'm gonna go for a rookie or like at this point someone that might come in and just wow opportunities like yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah, yeah you, you want to look for people that are maybe like maybe a little bit behind on the depth chart um, at the moment, but ultimately have that long-term possibility of being a starter. So, and and someone who might be backfilling for someone who's very likely to get injured. That's yep. the other. Yeah, that's fair. Insurance policy. I mean, I'm looking now. There's um, I mean, Jarvis Landry is on the board right now. Still. Yeah, I I I have a tough time uh, striking a balance at this point in the draft. Of so, I have two bench spots and a kicker spot left. Um, I probably won't take kicker until the last round, um, just because again, at this point, there's like four or five good kickers, and after that, it's basically all the same. Yep. Um, so I'd rather try to find Takato's point, like that gym or that that person that that may have a breakout. Um, you know, these last two bench spots are, are people that 
typically may come on and off your roster as we couple, first couple weeks settle out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm what I'm really trying to decide at this for this particular draft is where I draft backups at um, and where I just stream. So I don't have a backup tight end. I don't have a backup quarterback. So I'm debating whether I should take one of those or if I should just continue. There's still a couple of guys mm. um, that I'm a little bit high on that I have. I've seen go in other drafts um, that you know may or may not play out. Um, Swinging for home uh, runs, right? At this point, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, like to your point, like we're just we're trying to find that guy that like just comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. um, and just has a, a monster season, whether they're a rookie or they're somebody that finally gets their chance as a as a starter in an offense. Yeah. Um, I don't think of, there's a really any running backs that's, that's going to happen with. The, uh, um, but the only one I see right now is Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I'm I'm about to take I'm about to take somebody that maybe like a little bit out there. So Tom, I saw you saw Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. I had to look far down the depth chart for that top ten pick. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Isaiah uh, Pacheco Damn here. Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> was, so, I'm sorry, one. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, this is the second time good. I did this, but like, I mean, again, I know he's a seventh round pick, and I, as I said, day three guys typically don't return top twenty value especially in their rookie season, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, questionable. We don't know what he's going to provide long-term. Pacheco ran a 4-4. He's got size, very reminiscent to Kareem Hunt. And listen, I don't read too much into like numbers that they wear. They gave him Tyree Kill's number. Mm. Has to, to me, you don't just hand that out unless you have a feeling that this guy's going to stick around. So I will say, though, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did kill somebody. <laughs> by any means get to the league I you're, gonna get a, you're gonna get a phone call one day someone's telling you to stop saying that <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be outside of my fucking house i, I do want to like, point out Bo, um because again i only have a kicker in defense left so i have no dog in this fight anymore josh jacobs went pretty early here and no one's taken zamir white actually he didn't go no zamir white is still sitting there fourth round pick georgia nicknamed zeus um, he's right. a big time power running back. So to me, he's a guy that you could see end up getting the starting job by week five, week six. And Kenyon Drake, by the way, was cut. So mm-hmm. competition there is is pretty low. He I was I was deciding between Pacheco and White ultimately. Yeah, I, I want a Pacheco because um I have uh Clyde Edwards Elair and so uh as a backup, and so if if you know, if he ends up if Clyde Edwards Eler ends up being the backup, then um, that I would have his backup. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't want to do this. <laughs> oh, I don't. Really, I really don't want to do this, but I kind of need to. All right, let me hear it. Oh, <laughs> oh. this piece of shit! Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Wow. Explain yourself. Uh, I can't really. Um, I need a backup. Um, ahead of him are people that I don't like. He's expected to be out two to eight games currently. It could be the whole season. If he's the whole season, that's fine, too. I've got Tua till week 11. Mm. That's Tua's bye. If Deshaun Watson's back, then I'm not going to feel good about myself starting him. 
Um, <laughs> All's fair in love and fantasy football. But um, if I don't take him, someone else is, and I will be more pissed if I lose to him yeah, than if I, I than if I win with him. Um, Ultimately, I, the logic the logic bears, you know. So I can't. I yeah, can't I I really uh, internally hate that I did that. Just I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. What? I mean, first and foremost, you're a piece of shit. And then second, clearly, <laughs> clearly, just want to touch on this real quick. Um, but I was going to oh, say the, the, too much touching around Deshaun Watson. Okay. <laughs> goddamn good point. What are we thinking? Um, I was going to say too, Q, you had mentioned that Zeus White was still on the board. Yeah. Uh, Hubbard is still on the board as well. And what we know about that is true. CMC's health is that, it might not be a bad idea to pick him up. It may not well, be. Too late. <laughs> uh, oh, and he's gone. That's Zamir White. That's Zeus White off the board. So Hubbard yep. is still there. But, I mean, now we're starting to see, like, guys that, you know, they are, you know, they're not locks to be starters. Now it's time to pick up their backups because, you know, whether it's injury or just poor play, Josh Jacobs, CMC, guys like that. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to just pick these guys and stash them. For so for me, I went Zamir White there because, um, you know, I think let's say um, in an unperfect world that I don't want to happen, <laughs> Josh Jacobs and Chris Josh Jacobs gets benched for Zeus, and then CMC goes down injured. Mm-hmm. Between the two of them, I'm banking on better production from Zeus than I am from Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. So that that was my reasoning there for not taking the handcuff. I also ha- I still have the handcuff from Jacksonville too, so I'm not. Um, I don't think I'm too too bad there. So boring pick for me here. I'm going Ryan Suckup. Um, I look for when it comes to kickers. I look for late bye weeks and I look for um, high volume offenses. Tampa and it's a bye week eleven. So to me, that's about as easy as it gets for me. And I'm going Dustin Hopkins. Um, you fucking Homer! Oh no, he's not on. Oh, he's not, not on anymore. There. No, oh, he's, he's on the Chargers on the now. Oh, okay, all right. Doesn't make you any less of a Homer, by the way. Just yeah, <laughs> still, still are. You're following him wherever he goes. Yeah, because I live my life through. I live my life through the former kicker of the Washington Commanders, who's <laughs> not on the team for like three years. Homer. <laughs> I feel attacked on the show. Let's see. How long has he been there? Hopkins. Hmm. Well, all right then. Well, well, well. He was last year was his best year as a kicker in terms of um, field goal percentage. And it looks like uh, Washington cut him and then the Chargers signed him, and he went like 18 for 20, 90%. So I'm not mad at this. I have one more pick. Do we have to pick a defense if that's the only spot left? We can just grab whatever. You don't have to. You can grab whatever. Um, I'm going to, but it's only because I found one that I'm kind of comfortable with. I'm going to only because I fucked up. <laughs> I have no other choice. <laughs> and uh, and so, listen, 
it's not terrible to be stuck with the Bucks defense, but I don't love it. And Philly, I, I might be interested in a Zamir White for Pacheco swap if you so we can talk about that. Yeah. Because we'll uh, I'm buying we'll I, I'm buying stock in guys that are I know are gonna, you know, ultimately have opportunities and two high volume offenses. So before we uh finish up the draft here and and you know I, I hop off, what uh what do you think of my name? It's I mean it's one yeah. of the elite names. <laughs> that's uh that's stolen valor from somebody who used to be in yeah i was about league. to say i'm like there's no way that was changed because i'm pretty stolen sure valor would actually be a better name <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in parentheses stolen valor uh all right so we were in the last round guys Ooh, miko hardman there I just want to say that I have I have no way of knowing uh, that someone else took that name, and so I still think it's amazing. And y'all can uh, eat my ass. <laughs> well, eat my ass so, also a great name for this. You're league. the <laughs> That would not be a terrible name for a team. Gabo, I, I, I listen. Zerati's got the best name, Gabagool. That's I mean, come on, Gabagool. It's, it's incredible. So I I learned this the other day. I was saying Gabagool at uh, you know, talk, I was I was having a meal with my my mother and i was like gabagool i was talking about i was like hey i'd like to like how much do you think it would cost to get like a fully you know like uncut roll of gabagool and give that as like the trophy to the winner of our league and she's like what the hell is gabagool don't you mean gapakool and i was like gapakool and i was like i was like i've been saying it wrong this entire fucking time love that you've just been offending members of your family (laughs) heavily offended Heavily offended. Tom, I went with if the you Carolina don't, Panthers to. defense for you. You went for who? I went for the Carolina pa- defense just for you. Oh, I mean, I don't give a shit, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> but the, I mean, week week one, I'm I can't wait for Baker Mayfield. Go Thurs. Yeah, go Thurs. Is that what they really say? Yeah is that is that a thing? No, it's it's typically keep pounding. My buddy. Uh-huh. Jokingly says, "That's what she said. I'm I'm going to uh, watch the the theirs as a joke." And then Bud Light this year made the the home team cans or whatever for all the teams. And the Panthers one is go theirs. No one no one says it. No one says it seriously. Jeez. Wow. All right. Do we want to look at our? Do we get draft grades too? They will come in they, probably after within like another ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, I usually just jump over to like the standings and I just look at what happened there. And uh, yeah, your uh, your boy Mario. Shout out to Mario. Looks like he crushed it here with the uh, in, in total points. But I looked at his team and it's pretty fucking beastly too. So he has three quarterbacks. Oh, oh he's looking at like matchups and shit. Yeah. Oh no no because you go to a, standings. There's a little thing that says the, the best draft, yeah. So, yeah. but then again, I listen. Every time I win a championship, I usually get a C plus or a C. So I'm I'm kind of yeah. rooting for a C or a C plus at this point. Hey, ass eating season is a uh, ass <laughs> ass etn season is uh, dead last, but number one in our hearts. <laughs> And Gato, you didn't you didn't change it to a full point PPR. I, I could still change that. Wait, but yeah, you could change it like up 
you could change it. You like, change it in the middle of the season if you wanted to. Oh, I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't know that. Okay. I thought. I thought once it. I thought it's like locked once it. Once you draft it. No, I, I can go in. I could probably do it right now. So um, I was like, why are these totals so low? I was just. I thought there was literally an option to change it to full point PPR, and I didn't see that at all. Like, so I think I have to actually go in and change the points where I have to change those points. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, of course, I'm facing him week one, and we both have the projected highest uh, week one total. So, of course, I, want, get your... I run into a buzzsaw week one. And I'm facing Josh Allen in another league. So, start Josh Allen this week because he will be going off. So, how are you guys feeling about your teams overall here? Mm, I feel decent about my team. I think what's really going to come out is what for what week one looks like for a couple of these guys, particularly with um, – I'm curious to see how Juju Smith-Schuster does and Rashad Penny. Those, I think, are the two biggest question marks in the starting lineup for me. Um, I might – depending on how things look, I might fuck around a little bit. Um, and see where, uh, see what's cooking. But week one's kind of a wash for me. It's a it's a feeling out process, and I think that is for a lot of teams too. Yeah, and half the players will end up breaking their knees or fucking ankles. So also correct. You know, you'll be you'll be scrambling to figure out who's going to fill vacant spots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel pretty good about it. Um, obviously, my my bench is like you know a lot of lottery tickets um but i only need one or two of them to actually do anything before uh it's gonna be something of value so i feel pretty strong about it i really like my running backs i love derrick henry this year i think he's gonna i think he finishes rb1 he's got the giants week one he is going to feast on them um aaron jones i know it's a split backfield but i feel pretty good about that and you know sutton st brown it's gonna come down to trey lance for me um if trey lance ends up in top five in the rushing uh as far as quarterbacks are concerned, and if he has a Jalen Hurts like season last year, um, then I'm think I'm I'm going to do well. And I, I love securing my tight end, so Mark Andrews. Um, you would. I, I I mentioned earlier, like he scored 300 total points last year, so that would have been bad. That would have been good for RB three if he was a running back. So feel pretty good about it. <laughs> okay. I think uh, I'm pretty happy with my with my draft. Again, I, I mean, being at the. Uh, the second overall pick is nice and all, but uh, I would much rather go towards like the tail end of the first round um, with the way that the snake works because I just think you get a little bit better value out of both picks combined than you do out of a, a second overall, and then you got to wait. I mean, every time I picked, it was like, okay, you're waiting 18 turns to pick again, um, which kind of sucks. So with all that being said, I I think my team could really break out um, I'll, I have a lot of guys that are unknowns. I think that's the kind of the, been the theme of this fantasy season for me. This is my seventh draft. Um, and every draft of kind of, there's like, typically you have 20, 25 receivers, 10, 15 running backs, 10, 15 quarterbacks, um, you know, and five to 10 tight ends that you feel really good about. I feel like the number is five or less for almost every position that you feel are dependable starters from day one versus 
the rest of them are kind of in the mix. Like I've got Rashad Bateman, I think is going to be the wide receiver one for Lamar Jackson. That should mm. be a pretty good pick. Um, Travis Etienne, I think is going to be the RB one with Trevor Lawrence. And I think is going to probably tear it up. Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, will most likely supplant Jonathan Taylor as the RB one. Jalen Waddle uh, now has two, has a Tyreek Hill on the other side of him. Um, that's going to open him up. A, he already got a ton of yards last year. Um, and he's kind of a younger, uh, you know, more spring in a step Tyreek Hill. Uh, DJ Moore is a similar thing. He's got a better quarterback throwing to him. So my guys are all guys that um, this team last year, <laughs> I would have, I would have been miserable with this, with this draft this year. I think um, I've got a lot of guys that I'm high on. Uh, so we'll see. It's kind of almost like a, a little bit of an experiment of if this plays out the way I think it's going to play out. Uh, Alan Lazard could be the wide receiver one in Green Bay. Jahan Dotson could finish as the wide receiver one um, in Washington. Um, Zamir White could finish as the RB one in Vegas. If at some point, if I have the best player on on all these teams or at those positions, someone's got to produce, right? I would. I would. That's my hope. Not for you. <laughs> No, but it, it's all contingent on – yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way, though. It's all contingent on that logical if statement you're creating, right, about right. about who is going to end up being the, like, shining light on an offense. And, I, you know, I I, I would say 90% of the time you're, you're – 90% of the time you're about half half right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 90% of the time it works half the time. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but like, is there, so let me ask you guys, is there one player you drafted you feel really, really good about? Hmm. I just want to point out, I'm hearing something in the background. Yeah, it sounds like someone's doing a load of laundry. It's his fan. Yeah, you better be, you better sweat yourself out over there. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> yep, that was a- I feel really good about Travis Etienne. I, I really think that he's going to shine in this Jags offense. Um, and uh, I just, I'm really high on him. And then I, the kind of the cornerstone piece for me is uh, Travis Kelsey. I just, I just can't see a world where he's you not know, a top two or three tight end. In a lot of ways, he's more relevant than ever right now. Right. Too. Right. Yeah, I, feel I agree really- with that. I feel really good about Cortland Sutton. Um, Russell Wilson does a great job of producing uh, top tier receivers. I mean, you look at Seattle with Wade DK Metcalf and uh, and Tyler Lockett uh, were for the last few years, and Sutton is, has the pedigree. And really, just you know, injuries have been an issue for him, but um, I think he's going to end up being the number one receiver in this. Jerry Judy has not shown me really anything yet. Yep, he was hurt all of last year. He was a pick of mine. True. Yeah, and it just it just seems like it hasn't really kind of made it. But I'm I'm gonna go again. Mark Andrews. I know it's an obvious one. Um, I, I grabbed him in the early third. He he just dominated um, uh, point totals for tight ends last year. Again, I said he would have finished his RB three. Uh, he scored over 300 points in a PPR league. Uh, he is just a no brainer, and that's why I don't back up. I, I I've gone for a top tight end in every one of my leagues, and I don't draft the backup. Ultimately, if at the end of the day, if they get hurt, it's going to be about the same. It's going to be a back-end, tight-end, two type of guy. So uh, he's he's an easy, like, set it and forget it and don't even have to think about it. A lot of points coming out of that position, which is usually a dead zone. 
Yeah, I think for me, there's there's two. Um, the first one is Kyle Pitts. This is the first year that I've had like a, a real number one tight end that is going to – that can dominate a game. Um, and then the second one is Terry McLaurin. I think that one kind of fell to me. But he has been truly a really – despite all of the fucking craziness that happens in D.C., He's been really, really consistent. He's had two 1,000-yard years, and his first year in the league was 919 yards. And every year he's had a different quarterback, but he still produces. Um, the only thing that's questionable about him is probably going to be like the, you know, is he going to take that next step when it comes to touchdowns? Um, because it's gone seven, four, five, and you know, everybody can get a thousand yards receiving these days. I think that's fair to say, but it's like you become dominant when you're getting like 10 touchdowns a year. Once you hit that double digit threshold, I think people start to consider you a little bit different. So I'm really hoping that Carson Wentz figures his shit out and he can prop up that offense and make them competitive and ultimately like help Terry McLaurin be the, the player that he is. Or they just fucking tell whatever his name is um, to get the fuck out and they let Sam Howell start because he's also looked really good in the preseason. Listen, um, Michael Pittman Jr. obviously played with uh, Carson Wentz last year in Indianapolis. Um, Finished with almost 100 catches, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. You feel pretty good that Terry's going to be the number one guy there. So... Um, I, I don't I don't think Carson Wentz is going to downgrade. I think it upgrades, if anything. I, I know people like to shit on him, but at the end of the day, he, he's not a fantasy killer. So I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he's not someone people lose their season on. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah. I mean, again, Jonathan Taylor was RB1 and Terry McCorn, you know, was uh, I excuse me, Michael Pittman was uh, productive. So, I mean, ultimately. You know, he, he he keeps the ship moving. I don't. I'm not interested in him fantasy wise, but you know, ultimately, uh, he was a guy that I wanted in in every league, and I didn't get him in a single league. <laughs> it was just he was a guy that I that I wanted, but where I was at in my leagues, it just didn't make sense for me to take him. There was a little bit better talent or a little bit more of a sure thing just ahead of him. Yeah. Um. But if I had been you know one or two positions different in a bunch of different leagues, I might have gotten him. Um, so again, that all that say I'm high on him. Um, he's a guy that I wanted, and I, I think he's going to be a, a hit for whoever got him. For sure, I agree. Word. Well, boys, do we want to do assholes and picks? Sure. Yeah. Philly, I hate to put you on the spot, but you got any? <laughs> um. Somebody We're else gonna... go first, and then I'll, okay. come back to me. Okay, the way we normally do this is we'll get, we'll do assholes first and then we'll do picks. So start, I'm, start I'm working gonna... on your own asshole. And okay. I'm going to break yeah. convention like we like we sometimes do. I'm going to go hero of the week instead of asshole. I'm going to keep it positive. It's been a positive uh, day for us so far. Brendan Fraser, man, I'm so happy to see Hell this yeah. guy um, succeed. Obviously, he you know was a huge movie star back in like the early 2000s and 90s. 
And he kind of just fell out of nowhere. But you find out that a lot of it was due to um, injuries he sustained uh, during uh, the Mummy movies. He did a lot of the same stunts. He's also sexually assaulted by a uh, Hollywood executive. Um, fell into a really bad depression. And now he's getting Oscar buzz for the movie that's coming out, uh, The Whale. Uh, Darren Aronofsky, who uh, did that. Um, there's a great video of him like getting pretty emotional at a standing ovation for the movie. Um, at a film festival. So I'm just really happy to see him, number one, back and getting movie roles. Um, but I'm also glad that he's succeeding because always seemed like a great guy. And I'm glad that like he's overcoming his demons. So I'm keeping positive today. And he was, um, you know, he was a guy who was in a ton of great movies and then all of a sudden just was not. He, yeah, he had a, he had a, like, a, he, I think he had a, a bunch of back surgeries. And, um, yeah, he he ultimately underwent a, la a laminectomy, a procedure to remove a vertebrae from his spine, a partial knee replacement, and a vocal cord repair. So the the injuries that he suffered were really bad. I know he had, like, uh, I think a wife, like, a really bad divorce. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he kind of just fell out, and I think he just didn't even want to act anymore. And then, obviously, getting sexually assaulted um, was another thing that kind of you know, just really put him into a deep depression. So I'm, but I'm just glad to see him back. And, um, you know, cause I always, I always liked him as an actor. So for, and yeah. I always thought the mummy movies were pretty, pretty cool. They're schlocky, but like, you know, it's a typical nineties movie. Um, so I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to see him back in the limelight. So, and I mean, the fact that he's getting Oscar buzz for this is pretty incredible. So, yeah. Got it. Who you got? Um, my asshole of the week is myself. And that is what because, a piece of shit. That is because I completely forgot to prepare an asshole for the week. Oh, um, you asshole! So, There's plenty to choose uh, from. I'm I'm an only um, disorganized individual, and um, it shows, and it's it's ruining our content. So, I am our asshole of the week. Great job. <laughs> Accountability. Accountability partners. Um, so I, I was prior to today, I was going to pick Margaret Court, um, who was the currently she has 27 um, women's tennis titles to her name. But she um, she feels that she has been overshadowed by Serena Williams and made the claim that Serena Williams does not admire Margaret Court. Um, and, you know, I don't normally like to talk negatively about the elderly, but shut the fuck up. Like, you played 45 years ago. Um, you played in an era where the game was completely fucking different. And, frankly, like, we, we entertain a lot of people who feel compelled to talk. And I think there are other stars within women's tennis that have said that Serena Williams is probably the best tennis player of all time. And I have never heard Margaret Court's name. I've heard Martina Navratilova. I've heard Monica Seles. I've heard Venus Williams being another one. And the amount of, the amount of matches that Serena Williams has played is a tremendous number. And it was a, it was a time Margaret court played in a time where women's tennis was not 
as nearly organized as it is now. And she's just, I read this whole diatribe about her essentially playing the fucking victim. Like, just stop. Like, let's, I'm sorry that you didn't get your due back then, but let's not drag down one of the best athletes of all time and an icon for so many people for, you know, it, it hey, seems remember like, me. It seems like when a big event happens with a star that people try and uh, essentially ride the coattails. So obviously Serena now basically retired. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get their name out there and it's it's kind of sad to see. I, you know, it sounds like she's trying to be relevant. Um, so she should probably just put on her fucking tennis shoes and uh, challenge challenge her to a match and we'll see how relevant she stays at that point, right? Like... <laughs> It's it's fucking oh it, it's exactly what you said, man. People just trying to fucking get in, get get in there, fucking get get their name fucking buzzing again. And ultimately, the reason why she's not popular is because she supported the South African apartheid. So Jeez, that's like, a good reason not to be popular. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't hear like you hear Ty Cobb's name thrown around periodically when it comes to like the best hitters in baseball. But you don't hear from his family saying that he's been completely erased from history, even though Ty Cobb and Rogers Hornsby were like historic levels of racists. So let's like I think there's like some own self-awareness that needs to happen with this person. And I mean, she's again, she's 80 years old. Um, She's probably trying to find some relevancy, but I have no sympathy for her. So congrats, Margaret. The asshole. I would I would like to actually point out too, whoever's the asshole that's actually asking her about her opinion on this and trying to get that out there is an asshole of equal level. I don't know how it came about, but this was a quote from Margaret Court. Serena, I've admired her as a player, Court says, but I don't think she has ever admired me. Like, why the fuck would Serena Williams <laughs> admire somebody who supported like segregation in another country? Oh my god. What is that? Mental illness. Yeah. We should uh, she was this is a woman's tennis player? Correct. Cuz I mean to have the balls to say something like that I I would have been thought I would have thought that this was this was a male tennis player. Jesus oh no. Christ. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, that's my pick. Philly, who you got? Um, I got uh, two kind of because I don't know if one's actually an asshole because it's, it's a speculative asshole of the week. Uh, Harry Styles. <laughs> All right, great, um, that's a good one. We were actually talking about that uh, before the draft, so keep. Yeah, uh, um, uh, so uh, allegedly, there's a video. There's two different angles I've seen, both of which look to me like he spit on Chris Pine. Um, he made a motion with his lips that only resembles spitting. And then immediately, Chris Pine looked flabbergasted and looked like, As uh, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? Wayne Brady's going to have to get out this car and choke a bitch. Um, so I, I think, so Chris Pine's publicist came out and said, uh, in no way did this happen. It's a completely complete fabrication. They have nothing but respect for each other. Is your PR rep going to come out and say that this guy spit on you? No, of course not. So I don't believe anything that that person said. So uh, I'm I'm fully pilled on um, Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Uh, Harry Styles also didn't look at Olivia Wilde in the eye, and he's the reason that 
her and Jason Sudeikis broke up, and there's all this set on this drama on the set of this movie. So, um, Harry Styles probably didn't do anything wrong, um, but that's my asshole of the week pick for now. Um, in case that's not a real thing, and I'm being speculative, <laughs> my other asshole of the week is the um, the entirety of everyone who works at uh, Scuderia Ferrari. Ah! Um, <laughs> if you follow F1, um, if you don't follow F1, a real quick recap is that it's literally like a cursed season. It's like a black cat walked in front of the, the paddock at the start of the season and cursed Ferrari. They have had a crazy speed. They've been one of the, the fastest cars um, on the grid every week. And every week, mostly by their own design, they somehow bungle the result. And they'll have somebody leading, and they'll do some crazy pit strategy that causes them to finish middle of the pack. They'll have engine malfunctions. They'll um, forget to put on the right tires. They'll forget to send out the crew to change the tires when they call the person in to come get their <laughs> come get new tires. It literally anything that could go wrong. They are on their way to another race right now, and their hauler broke down and caught on fire. It's literally just anything that could happen could happen to this team. They could have won away with run away with the F one championship both the constructors which is the uh, manufacturers of the teams and the drivers um they could have won both of those easily and um they are now 109 points behind uh max Verstappen. so uh that's my my asshole of the week so matt for, for those keeping track at home um max Verstappen could finish outside of the top 10 for the remaining races and still win the championship he could and take four weeks off yeah he could just um, race for four weeks, and he could still win. The other issue with Scuderia Ferrari is they don't understand that the guy who's in second place is, in fact, their fucking driver, or was in second place. So they've compromised his race over and over and over again. They've taken wins away from him. They've taken pole like they've taken podiums away from him. It's I don't understand anything about like their strategy and. In Ferrari fashion, they're like, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Big great, great pick, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, so now we are going to do picks of the week. Um, normally, we snake this around Philly, but I'll let you. I, I can go. Oh, you have a, you have a pick. I've got, I've got uh, potentially three picks. Oh, my goodness. Um, look at me. So the first is um, the the Ballad of Perilous Graves. I might be bungling that name a little bit, but um, I believe that's the full name of it. It's a book, um, Ballad of Perilous Graves. Um, I really can't describe this book to you. It's super interesting. It's um, it's if New Orleans and NOLA, New Orleans existed alongside NOLA, which is a fictionalized version of New Orleans that, as far as I can tell, seems to exist side by side. There's there's some connections between the worlds and there's characters in each world that interact with each other in ways they don't really understand. Um, it's, it's a super interesting book um, as obviously somebody that, that lived in Louisiana it has a little bit of a special place in my heart, but the way that it's written is really fun. Um, it, you I'm three quarters of the way through the book and I still have no idea how all this stuff connects and works together. And um, it's, if you like, uh, if you like, fiction novels uh, or fiction stories. It's, it's a, it's a great pickup and a, it's a fun read. Um, so that would be one. The second uh, would be house of the dragon. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's the game of Thrones prequel uh, following house Targaryen. 
Um, if you haven't watched it, it's um, it's just so well done. It just reminds you of the heyday of Game of Thrones and how well that was written and how compelling the characters were. Um, it's the third episode just came out and it, uh, I watched it last night and was immediately hoping that the fourth episode was out. Um, it's just it's automatically got me in. So um, that draws me in. And if you have any free time left and you're not uh, you're all caught up on episodes of the Second Mouse podcast. Um, Bad Friends is just a um, it's just a fun like it's Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. They're both comedians. Um, it's basically them giving each other shit for like an hour and a half. Mm. Um, and it's uh, it's just it's like a nice reprieve. Um, a lot of the stuff I listen to is um, stuff about motorsports or sports or um, or you know, podcasts like this that have a lot of depth and there's a lot of conversation that's happening. This is mostly just them giving each other shit for an hour and a half. And it's, uh, it's a nice reprieve for my day and a kind of a good way to escape. And you could find that everywhere, right? Yeah. I listen to it on Apple podcast, but I'm assuming it's on all pl- on all platforms. They also post all the, um, the full videos of their shows on YouTube. Nice. And th- those are actually sometimes better because they show clips and stuff on there. And so I put it on my, uh, second screen at work and, and kind of listen to it in the background as I uh, own through emails all day. Nice. I immediately, as soon as you said valid a perilous graves, I put it in my Goodreads. So hopefully the local library will have it for us. Um, so my pick of the week is a little unorthodox for me in that I don't normally watch shows like this, but I was interested last week and I said, fuck it, let's give it a whirl. Uh, it's the Sandman on Netflix. So um, it's a bit of like a, a fantasy show that is based off a series of graphic novels by Neil Gaiman. Um, and it focuses around the, the God of sleep and these specific situations that happen where he interacts with um, other, other forever spirits. They call them the endless and it's despair, um, desire, death, and it goes through um, history and ultimately plays a lot of like mythology in there as well. It's really interesting and well done um, show. Some of the episodes are a little hokey. Some of them don't land well with me, but some of the visuals are also really impressive. And, you know, it's one of those shows you don't have to think a whole lot. Um, I guess my only critique of it is probably Tom Sturridge who plays Dream, um, the Sandman hams it up a little too hard but um all in all i think if you're looking for just an easy show that can help you kind of escape um it's a keeper so give it a whirl again it's the sandman on netflix and it's streaming now cool got got who you got oh dude i got an email and i thought someone had fucking uh stolen mike some account details or some shit on oh no so I was just like freaking out. Um, sorry okay. about that. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a first of its kind here. Um, I am going to make my pick of the week a app. Um, it is called Motion Leap, and I've had it for a while. You can add effects that can basically put motion into a a, a still. Th- um, you can add effects and all sorts of things. It'll basically loop the the image um over and over again and whatnot um 
But they recently added a new feature, which is why I'm highlighting uh, this. And it's uh, text-to-image. And uh, a few weeks back, John Oliver did a whole like joke bit about this, where he married a head of cabbage. Um, basically, you can go in and you can write out something that you would like to see. For instance, um, I wrote Tom Brady getting plastic surgery, and I got the most ghoulish-looking Tom Brady um, ever. Um, I also put, like, Ronnie D, first time seeing snow, and it was fucking hysterical. Uh, Christopher Walken um, talking to a bunch of mice. That came out pretty (laughs) awesome. Uh, Alex Jones in Mad Max World. Um, Jesus just with guns. Awesome. So you have just been enjoying yourself is what you're saying. A lot. I've immensely enjoyed it. Um, it is, I believe there's a trial. You get to try it out. Um, it just makes really kooky pictures. Um, but then you can go like, you can get the pro version. Um, I think there's like an annual amount or you could just do whatever. Um, or or monthly or whatever, and uh, it's just it's pretty sweet, man. Um, the only thing you can't do, I've tried. There's no X-rated stuff. You can't do the dirty stuff. So, <laughs> you dog, don't do that. You're doing the hard work for us. I appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you know, know. I, that was the, that was the first thing I was gonna do. So, thank you for uh, saving me the time. Yeah, I I actually I tried to put in um, Q shaving Tom's back hair. With his tongue, and it just didn't you don't work. need to get a like a picture of that. We can send it to you. Yeah, <laughs> that file exists. Pretty sure we got that one saved in the archives somewhere. Yeah, it's it's yeah, in the it's on only on our OnlyFans account. <laughs> We're starting an OnlyFans, so yeah. Tongue shaving. <laughs> so uh, Philly, great pick on House of the Dragons. I told myself that I was never gonna get sucked back into Game of Thrones because. The left such a sour taste in my mouth after um, the last two seasons. Uh, it's been really good. Uh, by the way, I got a C on. Uh, I also got a C, but it says that C is short for championship. Yeah, so so you're, you're fucking done, everybody, because every time I get a C, I win a championship. So you're done, everybody. Um, I'm going Rick and Morty. Like, it's mm. just <laughs> the, the first episode. I, the first episode uh, was on Sunday. It's it's just so fucking good. It gets better every year. Um, just just an easy turn off like turn off your brain type of show, and uh, I'm the first five seasons are on HBO Max. So if you have not gotten into it, I recommend to dig into that first, and then Cartoon Network will be uh, airing the new ones. Yeah, Word. it's it's pretty fucking awesome. Is that gonna still live on the HBO Max? Yes, app? Uh, it, yeah, it and it's also on Hulu too. Okay. So you can no, see it on both. Yes, it is. Nope. It, Don't go to Hulu. Don't go to Hulu. Um, pro tip, if you have a TV provider, go to the Adult Swim uh, website. You can log in there and you can watch, I don't know if it's every episode, but you can watch some of the episodes, but there's a 24-hour stream of it. It yes. just plays every single episode in order on a loop. Is it um, cable? <laughs> it's basically intergalactic cable, but just brick and morty um but it just goes on a loop so like i would just sometimes i'll just put it on my uh, on my second screen at work and it just plays through 
kind of mind yeah. stuff in the background. Yeah, I've done I've done that before, like when I'm like pretty much falling asleep. So I'm right there with you. Cool. I got with- a C and I strongly disagree. <laughs> um, it says in spite of a powerful set of running backs, nightclub submarine have a sol- solidly average roster. And I think that Yahoo needs to check itself before it wrecks itself. Um, they have me finishing four and ten, so I'm winning. A, I'm winning a fucking chip. How? Uh, where does it say that for you? This, this uh, so when you read up. when you read the report card, uh, there's a draft summary, so you have to this, re- go to the recap. This shit is this shit is so fucked up because it says my best pick was uh, Tyler Algier, and I'm insane for drafting Derek Carr. And I refuse to believe that. It, it's it also bet- said my biggest steal is fucking Garrett Wilson, who's going to score eighty-five yeah. points this year. Isaiah Pacheco uh, was my was my apparent best pick. I got my biggest steal was DeAndre Hopkins, and then my reach was Tua. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think know, they need to work on the AI. As good as the people around me, like <laughs> you know, I reached for Tua apparently, and that was like the last good quarterback available. So I don't really know what I'm supposed to do there. But you know what I've noticed if you wait on a quarterback in this, they, they give you a bad grade always. Hmm. Yeah. Or apparently if you go too early on a quarterback, you get a bad grade. Well, I, I don't know. Cause what did Jordan get? Hold on. You got a C plus. So took Tom Brady in the first round and he gets a better grade. Mario went Josh Allen second round and they gave him. He's an got an A minus. They don't. They don't. They don't take uh, point structures into account. Uh, they don't take like the fact that quarterbacks have four points. They don't really take that into account. Like so, like we did a, we did a uh, super flex. Uh, we have a keeper league that's a super flex, and I had the last pick. Um, I took Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts back to back, and Yahoo was like, "What the hell are you doing? Are you on drugs?" <laughs> Andy Barron's uh, is just. I've like, got ahead. Of, I was supposed to be at a movie seven minutes ago. <laughs> so. Oh man. All right. I was having too much. I was having too much fun with the boys. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Um, I hope everybody loves my picks. If not, uh, they were Q's picks. Before so. you go, plug your podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are. Uh, you can find me on Friends and Low Expectations. Um, we are a fantasy football league. Um, of, of just boys. We're just a bunch of boys that, uh, that we started a league. We, um, we kind of just developed this, um, this really kind of close knit group. And we started a podcast last year that kind of follows our, our weeks, uh, throughout the season. So, um, you can go back and listen to the first season if you'd like. We did some off season stuff this year, some, um, draft recap and stuff. But, um, I would suggest starting at Meet the Fellas if you're new to the podcast. Meet the Fellas kind of goes over who everyone in the league is what their connection to the other people in the leagues are, league are and then um, kind of like their, their tendencies as a, as a fantasy football manager. So if they, you know, the waiver wire or if they uh, make bad picks or um, you know, if they're destined to suck every year, uh, we kind of go through all that. Um, and then we did a mock draft uh, for each team. And then we did a, uh, exactly what happened tonight, a, a live reaction to our draft this past weekend. Uh, and then we'll start, um, full-time we record on Tuesdays and, and typically post on Wednesdays um, throughout the season. So we'll do uh, each week we'll do a, a 
quick two minute drill of, of each matchup um, and then go through kind of waiver wire ads, um, trades, uh, some other kind of, um, you know, things here and there. And it's a, it's a pretty good time. Uh, Tom is fully pilled on it. Uh, at least he says he's fully pilled on it. I'm listening. Well, don't I'm worry. On it. Are you all fully pilled? Hell you yeah. invested. If, uh, you know, I just got to say, if you're fully pilled and you, uh, you like it, uh, just root for my team. I don't need donations. We don't need money. We just, I just need you to pull for me. So. We'll swap. The other, we'll swap the other guys. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please do. That'd be, that'd be awesome. FBI, <laughs> please do not shoot his dog. Cause that would be mean. Why are people that so mean? mean? Why are people so mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Magic School Bus is uh, going undefeated this year. The Magic School Bus, I love that. Fucking love that. All right, boys. We'll all right, boys. Do it for another episode of the Second Mouse Podcast, thank you all again for listening. This was our fantasy league draft episode, but we do this every week. Obviously, we're not going to be drafting fantasy teams every week, but we talk about anything from sports, politics, tech, media, art, bullshit, stupid shit like that. Um, you can find us on all the major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google. Uh, but you can also catch us too on social media at Second Mouse Podcast. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. We've got all of the um, Don Trump goons after us because we made fun of him. So do us a favor and like some of our reels. But outside of that, thank you all so much. And we'll look forward to another episode next week. Bye. Oh, okay, let's get me a rhythm. Follow me. We are Walmart. And then he says, and I'm not kidding, he goes, now clap. Please clap. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. I need applause to live. Jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker. Ha! Suck it, Jack Sparrow. <laughs>